and we are live hey concrete okay i'm gonna try this again i'm just talking what's good <laughs> what's good with it honey happy wednesday what's popping honey oh my god no happy monday i'm like oh, wait a girl, minute. i'm already on wednesday look i wish listen. it was dang girl i wish um happy monday monday fun day how was your weekend fill us in girl it was outstanding um oh. so we got together with our parents Curlin and I to celebrate Curlin's birthday mm -hmm. and it was like my first time hosting something um sort of big at my house so you know I feel like doing hosting and everything hosting your family cooking for your whole family mm -hmm. it's kind of like a rites of passage it is your grown womanhood honey mm -hmm. and um honey I pulled that thing off yes child. I pulled that thing off honey so me and Curlin we thoroughly enjoyed ourselves like okay, thoroughly enjoyed okay. ourselves, so. pretty it, good weekend then hanging with the family yes but wait a minute Wait what? a minute. I also got a chance to kick it with you and Naima Buckner. And mm -hmm. we went to dinner and I enjoyed that thoroughly. It was so was freaking like, oh, dope. Yeah. Like, enjoyed it. it. It was unexpected for me because I didn't expect it. I didn't expect it. Um, but it was really, really nice getting together with y'all, chopping it up a little bit, chatting, having a nice little dinner. It, I really enjoyed myself. Yes, girl. And I was like, oh, honey, we, we did the real mental sphere meetup. Ah! Um, <laughs> you know you petty. A girl, we was all fashionable and mm -hmm. looking cute. Oh, as always, baby. Girl, yes. Absolutely. Um, yeah, honey. You know, they it were, was a real nice time. Definitely, definitely enjoyed it. You've had you had a real full weekend, child. Baby, when I say um I felt like superwoman after everything. Girl, I did everything this weekend. I was yeah. like, damn girl, you Firing on all cylinders, but go ahead. I see you. I see you. Yes. yes. So it was good. How was your weekend? My weekend was pretty chill. So after hanging with you ladies on Saturday, I did my regular kind of like weekly thing, you know, Trader Joe's, Target for home stuff and um, Whole Foods to get like, you know, you know, when you grocery shop, it's certain things you want from certain stores. So I kind of yes. did the gamut with that on saturday and then we went and picked up some stuff for the yard um we went and got some new like flower boxes and stuff to put out in the yard so we gonna change the um the produce from in the ground to like some uh, elevated um flower boxes so very nice that and yeah it was just a pretty chill weekend and sunday i did pretty much nothing aside from cook sunday dinner and okay. clean Cool, 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 cool. It was a chill weekend. I enjoyed it. Just what I needed, child. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, mm -hmm. honey. And it's dope. Um, Curlin's birthday is actually tomorrow. So if you guys are here, just uh send him some birthday wishes. You know, we yeah. always love that kind of stuff. So yeah, child. Absolutely. Um, I'm trying to get my little gardening up, girl. Okay. Um, yeah, girl. I what actually repotted some plants. 
Don't ask me, child. Oh. I know I got some oh, elephant got some flowers. Okay, no. I got elephant ears, and mm -hmm. then I got like I like elephant ears. They're okay. cute. Um, I got rose bushes. I got all kind of stuff yeah. going on back there, honey. So we planted some new bushes. We have some roses that are like budding, but um, mm. we didn't plant like we didn't plant any flowers outside. Um, mm. since we've lived here, we haven't done flowers. Just just uh, you know, fruits and veggies. Um, we did do like some lemongrass things to keep the mosquitoes away. Some we did some herbs, some thyme, and okay. Um, we also did some like lavender and some mint and things like that, but um, we haven't done any flowers at all. Look at Cannon Wiles. Let, let the yes. take him to the strip club. Oh my god! Now you know that thing ain't gonna spend no money on them hoes. I, he just not. Um, <laughs> he'll be sitting there looking and. Would you take him to the strip club, just little babe? Let's let's go. Let's go watch the chicks shake a tail feather. I would if mm -hmm. he was down. Okay, okay, okay. Um, he don't be down for that. Girl, yeah. I've been trying to get to the strip club since I've been here, and he's been like, no. Really? Like, you, like, you can get shot over there. And I'm like, uh -huh. let's go for lunch. He was like, they guns still work at lunchtime. So, you know girl. That is, that would be a better option, at least, like, going during the daytime hours. I mean, and they have police, like, doing security there. That's but what he, I'm right. saying. Like, what you tripping for? I, mean, I, I got... We can take like fifty dollars. Mm -hmm. We can go. We can get like some wings and get him a lap dance and be out. You know. What I'm mm -hmm. Um, let him see a thick John. He got a thick John at home. What you talking Baby, about? Listen, he sure do. Concrete wing ask you out. No, I'm just saying. No, we I'm did just it. saying. Just he saying. already got one. Uh, Kenan. <laughs> mm. He got. He got one. Mm -hmm. And I'm I almost got my twerk down packed. Listen. Uh oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, y'all mm -hmm. may not need to go. What, what, what's the sense in going then? Call me Cinnamon George. You know oh, <laughs> so funny, so funny. <laughs> um, what what's tea though? What's good? I had a couple things that I saw. One that I sent to you. In reference to a comment that Nick Cannon made, baby. Girl, I saw <laughs> and I was like, not the BV giver himself. Yes, yes, yes. And he should know. He didn't have plenty of women. Um, so Nick Cannon recently, he was doing an interview with somebody. I don't even remember who it was. Oh, was it uh, Angela Yee Lip Service Podcast? I think it was. And um, he was talking about women and he was saying most women, 80% of women don't know how to properly take care of their hygiene. 80% of women he got a phone box. Like they, they, they smell. And he said it'd be the most beautiful women and be having the room on, on nuke. Like what in the world is going on? Um, what were your thoughts? <laughs> he has a specific type, so I'm wondering, is it really? Oh, <laughs> Ooh. um, because you you, you remember like eighty percent, like you think he just was running his mouth. I mean, Nick didn't had a lot of ass, yeah, and Nick likes to go raw. Oh, um, you know. <laughs> If he's messing with that many women and he's going raw, mm -hmm. um, then he is probably the spreader of these things. He's definitely the spreader of some of the things that he talks about. He's a spreader of the of the of 
of the funk. Oh, uh, you think he's giving chicks BV? Absolutely. If he's going raw from chick to chick and, you know, men don't say, well, you know, I'm going to deal with uh, Quisha on um, Monday and, oh, child, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going to deal with Quisha on Monday and then on the next three weeks, then I'll deal with such and such. No, he deals with Quisha on Monday, um, Marsha on Tuesday, um, Renee on Wednesday, mm -hmm. um, Dochina Do on Thursday, you know, whoever. <laughs> Girl, like, he yeah. does the most. And so, and then if he's been allowed to go back and forth, which he does, which has been proven, he goes back and forth. He's probably the carrier of these things. Like, come on, dog. You, well, you're doing it. <laughs> and I hear a lot of women say that, but I can't even lie. Like, I, I think there's some truth in it, and it might not even just be what he's passing on. Um, to be completely honest, the fr I think that men aren't open about these types of things, but I've heard men that, not met a man that I was dating, but men talk about it just kind of like, um, once or twice, but when I have in-depth conversations with my husband, he has quite a few stories and he's very open about that. And he says that, you know, that's essentially kind of like he agrees with what Nick was saying. Now, this is a man who is into herbology, who, you know, believes that, you know, you should every person should be regularly cleansing their body, that you should be, you know, um, using the oh my gosh what is it called the herbs in order to clean yourself and like he just believes in doing a lot of natural things to keep the body clean and cleanse the body but he kind of has the same mindset and i've heard men in passing talk about it a little bit but i think men are open when and, and uh, part of it may be because a lot of dudes still hit it even though they know it's sour Mm, that's the other thing that I was going to get to is if you guys are still going and doing the do it, mm. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and you have like, guys are still going. That's the, yeah. that's the thing. Like they still going. I agree. Mm -hmm. But do you think most men would be able to have an honest conversation with a woman? He date and he like her. It get to that point where it's about to get hot and heavy. He can be like, hey, yo, ma. Because did you see? Did you see that viral tweet that went around with the guy who was talking about how a girl he was dating used his dirty gym sock and the um, hand soap that was on his um, bathroom counter? Ew. His gym sock, the sweaty gym sock that he had played ball in, was in his hamper in the bathroom, oh, and he didn't God. know. It was freaking he didn't know till the next day when he saw the wet sock under his sink. He said he, she used the grapefruit hand soap that was on his counter. So, like, I mean, then she wasn't prepared for. It. She didn't have her bird, um, her uh, whole bag ready. I mean, but like, you can't be like, hey, I'm just yeah. getting off work. Do you mind if I use your shower? You, immaturity. Immaturity at its finest. Immaturity. Um, You should be able to communicate whatever, but I've noticed that a lot of people aren't. You talk about people don't have communication skills at, mm -hmm. like now. They really don't have communication skills now. Yeah. Um, 
women are afraid to ask for things that they want men are scared to tell a chick the truth about herself yeah and we're still in that day and age to where like a chick <laughs> uh chicks be like well he should know he should know he should know mm -hmm. he should be able to he should uh, have this ready for me as opposed to asking for what you need yeah, and open your mouth, she sounds like a young chick like if you had to do that is disgusting that I is agree. like I, i'm honest, sick on my stomach like yeah. i was seeing it and i saw it in several female groups and baby the consensus was well um at least she cleaned it um she could have just not like what like there's just no accountability yes Girl. she tried to make an attempt to clean herself but with an old sweaty gym sock that is freaking gross like, Ew. I, like that is disgusting and, and then they like well for her to not feel comfortable saying something to him that says something about men what you what? have to lay down with this man and share the most intimate of experiences with him but you can't open your mouth to say hey can i get a towel to wash my tail like, Girl, you know these hoes think kissing is more intimate than actual sex. Yeah. So yeah. I, you know, I we're we're in different times. I, I yeah. that's all I can attribute it to is that make it make sense though. Because we're in it different times. Me. I I feel like and women do it too because you see women like I saw someone on TikTok and people was giving her the business outing a guy because they was like, what's the worst thing that you ever said to a guy that you was dating? She outed a guy <laughs> and was saying that she showed him his streaked draws that she be washing because he was trying to like go in on her and she was like hey you don't even clean your tail and he was like talking about submission and stuff and she went in the room and got the underwear and showed them to her and so showed it to him but like why do you have to even do that in an argument like and what does that say about you for continuing to deal with somebody that you know don't clean their backside good like what's wrong with us i don't understand Girl, toxic and toxic has become the new normal yeah. um yeah if you dated a guy and then when y'all get into it now you want to throw up any and everything when you were you was there yeah. You was there, you was involved, you was yeah. quote unquote in love you and out, like whatever. Yeah, but you out in yourself too. Facts. Mm -hmm. Facts, facts on top of facts. Mm -hmm. Um, have you ever blasted someone on social media? Never, not once. Mm -mm. Really? I have never blasted anyone on social media. <laughs> to be completely honest, um, I'm more of a I'm a sub you because well, I was. I would never do that to my husband. <laughs> excuse me plus i'm just far more mature and then my last relationship i i grew up in that relationship too so like i would sub and be like yeah because mf's you know doing such and such such and such but they don't know if i put on my little cute stuff you know like i would do the little subbing thing but i never ever ever once um have i um blasted my ex or you know any guy that i've messed with um on the internet i would just be more petty like mm. So he don't know. Show about to put on my freakum dress and go out, and you know I would do that type of little petty stuff. Okay, okay, okay. What about you? Uh, uh. Don't you okay me? <laughs> don't you okay me? You know, me. Tom be trying to get up out of no, here quick, expeditiously. Uh, uh. Back up, sis. What, what about you? You know what? I don't remember ever subbing or like I I I don't like I've never blasted like my baby daddy. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Yeah, I've never I've never done that. And I think what has prevented me from doing that is that my family is on my page and I wouldn't want want to be embarrassed. You know, I wouldn't want my family like, well, damn. And then I figured out that you can exclude them from a post. And so, you know, if I ever thought to do it, I would just exclude them from a post. But it's never really been my thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I have something to say, girl, you know, I love aggressive, aggressive. (laughs) <laughs> love love to curse yeah. me a ninja out when they you know wrong. what i do i get something out of it i do for so. me too like i could count on one hand like me and my ex how many like times we had fallen out like you know over 15 years like how many times we've gotten into it but like i've, I've done like the subbing thing but it was more like uh, we had a lot of the same friends too so it was like, you know, and I've, I've never um, blocked him from my page or anything like that. So he would see it, but his friends would see it and be like, well, what's, you know, what's going on with you and concrete or what's, <laughs> what's going on with y'all? I see she, you know, whatever, whatever. So it was just me being immature and being like wanting him to know, like, I got a whole attitude and yeah, I need you to know about it type of petty thing but um yeah you know like at this big age baby like ain't nobody doing that like at all whatsoever i'm gonna tell you something and this is kind of a testament to our communication and how we are as a couple because baby like my husband is a sag and he Mm. does not mind like holding a grudge but Mm. like if we even have like a disagreement which we rarely have or just you know disagree about something like we don't even like that we don't like that energy does not that energy quickly dissipates i'll say that and we're back to talking and on to the next subject uh, we don't like hold on to ill feelings towards one another anything like that yeah i don't really like um i hate when men hold grudges like yeah it, it's it, like get over it like if you don't mm-hmm. get out of these like, damn about, especially if i didn't got past something <laughs> yeah you don't get to stand there either um yeah. Yeah, men who hold grudges is a no for me, like, period, like, get over yourself. It's not that deep. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's too much of a display of feminine energy. <laughs> like, you yeah. don't grudge. Ooh. Yeah, see, my, yeah, and my husband, he'd be like, he'll kind of ice you out. Like, he just, he ain't saying nothing to you. Like, he, he, you know. Baby, um, uh, our silent treatments be. Yeah, for sure. Um, but he ain't gonna, like, treat me no different. You know, if he. If he, he gonna make sure I'm safe, he's still gonna do all the things. But girl, I'm a Gemini. Like I get over an argument as quick as the argument started. I'm yeah. already like, okay, babe. Well, you know, <laughs> um, with me, I think like I have to go through like a full range of emotions. Like, okay, how do I feel about this? Is this shit really that deep? If it is that deep and a lot of things that I get mad about, it's not really anything that deep. And so before I actually say anything, I try to process everything in my head. I present my argument. Look, A, B, C, D. I ain't like this shit. Mm-hmm. Um, very um, now I'm strategic in how I try to go about handling those things because I'm, you know, there's a time and place for everything. Um yeah i i just try to be strategic i'm not like i don't like public uh outbursts and, right. and stuff like that mm-hmm. um you know usually get 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 some time to ourselves look mm-hmm. <laughs> what was up with that 
you know, I ain't like that. And he'd be like, well, shit, you said da 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 da, which is why I said this shit. Now, mm-hmm. what, what now? Um, and you played your part, you know, and it goes. So we make it, you know, we, we make it yeah. work. And it is yeah. what it is, but it works. It works for us. Good, child. Yes. Um, what, else what else is going on, child? I did have something else. Um, so I wanted to know, um, I saw a viral, another viral post on Facebook, baby. People be like, who you still be on Facebook? Facebook, I be saying some juicy messages. Listen, I always be on Facebook. Listen, exactly, baby. It be The old folks be cutting up over there on Facebook. But I saw a post that is going viral and got the sisterhood mad because a man posted, uh, made, dedicated a post to his wife. And the first um, paragraph of the post says, you're not the most beautiful woman. Neither are you the most intelligent. But like, I've chosen to never find perfection in anyone else. I put my gaze on you. And with that commitment, we would mold ourselves for ourselves. Our perfection is our commitment. And the girls was mad. They felt some type of way because the first line, you're not the most beautiful woman, neither are you the most intelligent. Do you think that that's insulting? And would that be grounds to cut your husband, your man, your partner out if he dedicated a post like that to you? I mean, so imagine you scrolling across the freaking timeline Mm -hmm. and fellas, I want you to imagine imagine this across your timeline hey babe you may not have the biggest penis but you know i still get satisfied a lot of times not all the time but you're a great man but you know it's little the fuck i mean no 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 and there are certain things that you don't have to say because it should already be understood um there are chicks that's gonna look better than you that's gonna be flyer than you that's gonna be whatever but how you treat your man how you customize your treatment to your man how you relate to your man should be key um for him to point out a flaw right like what so if he's scrolling down the timeline and she like (laughs) you know it's his day and (laughs) you know um you don't really last that long but (laughs) Oh, happy birthday the fuck you don't really last that long but you sure know how to work on a car what exactly no yeah no 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 and hell no i i don't like that i don't like that at all yeah very much it's giving very much backhanded compliment he went on to say some other things but like baby anything after that first line i ain't even reading it like i'm calling your line like wait a minute sir excuse me wait what um, I feel like it's insulting. How do you say that to someone that you are committed to and that you love? Like, not that's not to say that I'm I'm supposed to be the most beautiful woman in the world to my husband. He may see someone that he believes. I mean, he got to be blind if he thinks so, but that he <laughs> thinks is even more beautiful than me. I mean, it's kind of like, how is that possible? I know, but nonetheless. I mean, a chick, but yeah. I've always had this thought process. And, and you know, this is something that my grandmother instilled in me at a very, very early age. Mm-hmm. And I thought she was mean as hell, but she told me from jump. She was like, you know what, baby, you know, um, they probably ain't going to think you the most prettiest. They, they, they probably what? not um you probably you ain't you ain't got the most money you know what i'm saying um 
and you probably you know you you kind of smart you okay you know but she was like work on your personality work on being you as a person she mm. was like it's always gonna come be somebody that's gonna come along and that's gonna be this that and the third and in certain aspects you're not going to be able to compete but mm -hmm. what you the thing that makes you special the thing that makes you you you're going to have to work on that and get to that point mm. and when you walk in a room you should be able to carry a room and <laughs> listen I do yeah i i've always heard that there's always someone more beautiful just kind of like a saying that i've heard but um I, you know, am not bothered by that. That doesn't bother me. When I see a beautiful woman, I can acknowledge her beauty. Like, oh my gosh, she's beautiful. But the thing is, no one has what I have packaged in the Facts. way that I have it packaged. Like, exactly. I am confident in that. Um, that's not even a concern of mine. You know, it's not even something for me to worry about. I mean, I could see a one woman that's the most stunning woman in the world. And I'm not intimidated by her because she doesn't have what I have packaged in the way that I have it. So that you know, freaking part yeah that part and yeah. i think you know everybody should strive to be the be the best best version of themselves and you won't have to worry about that but mm -hmm. shout out to marquise 912 on y'all monkey ass he said i left black women and i've been happy every ever since oh and you know Marquise, homeboy, brother, I show, I, I certainly appreciate you. I'm glad you come over here and rock with black women like every week. So, you know, you still support the community and we, we definitely appreciate your hard earned money and your cash. We definitely appreciate that. Ever since, ever since he said he didn't got with a, a I'm a, certain a, a, that a, the sisters ain't mad. Maria. He Look, didn't got middle Maria. Mm -hmm. Um, he said his he beard been connecting, and he feel like he got it made, baby. He I'm didn't sure got with Guadalupe, and mm -hmm. he said his beard started connecting. Oh, um, she done made him rice and beans and empanadas and shit. He ain't miss no meals. Listen, we need to thank her. We need to thank her. You know, really and truly, we need to thank her. Shout out to Maria. Shout out to Gua to all the Guadalupe. Lupita. Shout out to you, mommy. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Um, she lit. Yeah, she is very much so. But um, I think that's all I had. I just found that to be interesting when I came across that. Like very um and there was her response wasn't attached so i don't know how she felt but to me she was a cute girl you know she was brown skin had her locks in her hair you know a cute girl i just would not uh, even if that's the way you feel you could have articulated yourself in a better way you won't have to give me a backhanded compliment and insult me before you go on to profess your undying love for me like where they do that at yeah um so what? have you heard about Brittany Renner? Um, I did. I saw the video of Brittany Renner. I saw two videos. Wait a minute. I saw two videos of Brittany Renner within today and yesterday. So which one are you talking about? I saw one with her and Kodak Black and then one with her at the Rolling Loud concert. We could talk about uh her and Kodak Black. Kodak Black said she was gonna swallow his what? Uh, oh my god. She said, he said uh, you she yak. was gonna drink his him. Yak. Yeah. His yak. Mm -hmm. And he said, You gonna drink me and 
He she was like, uh-uh, but I think she would have went. I don't know what you thought. Um I wouldn't be surprised. Uh I mean, I wouldn't be surprised at all. <laughs> I don't know why I like if some women find that to be an attractive thing, like for men to talk to you like that. I don't care how much money you got, but like I'm always repulsed by that. And call me approved, you know, say what you will, but like I don't like when men talk to me like that. You telling me I'm gonna drink you and do like <laughs> I don't know. It's such a turn off to me. Be a little more charming. Have a little more charm, a little more finesse. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if she went. I wouldn't be surprised either. In the Rolling Loud situation was also very interesting. She didn't pour water in the man's face because he mm-hmm. didn't, uh, got disrespectful to her. Um, I don't know. I thought that was really interesting. And it's like, uh, he should have fell out on the floor. He would have had a lawsuit. (laughs) You see how quick security swooped in and grabbed him. You know, they're going to say the white one. Listen, Um, I'm trying to tell you. After he he was assaulted. Shout out to Wacky. Ain't nobody mad at Marquise. Yeah, ain't nobody mad at Marquise. We always give Marquise a a hard way to go because he always coming in here talking at miss. But we're not mad at all. I said she should be applauded. That's how is that mad? I'm I'm, I'm thanking her. I'm thanking thanking sis. Yeah, he happy. You Mm -hmm. know, ain't nothing like being happy. Absolutely. Came in ready. And somebody in the uh, comments in Mills won Jose number. You said give give her uh, Marisol brother number. I don't know if she's trying to get a lawn done or what she want, but she take slide that number. <laughs> she said slide, <laughs> slide that number over to her. Mm-hmm. Ain't mad at all. I'm weak. Listen. <laughs> little, little, now she white. <laughs> oh my gosh. We dark, even though I filtered the hell out of my picture, so I look a little yellow. Yeah. I don't know, I look a little gray, child. I'm, I'm gonna fix that. God yes, damn, I look gray as shit. Um, yeah, she whatever the hell. We, listen, she will be all right. True, mm. true, true. Let me give y'all a little smile. I look too damn happy. But uh-huh. there y'all go. God damn it, I'm I'm, I'm excited. I was excited um, to be here. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this, girl. So mm-hmm. Ti and Tiny are back in the news. Oh, and Ti said that he does not allow allow Tiny to pay any bills, no matter how much money they make. What did you think about that? He was like, "No, no, and no." What do you think about that? Um, I did not see his comment, but I say kudos to them. Um, you know, absolutely nothing wrong with a man being a solid provider and not wanting his woman to contribute to the bills. I'm never hating on that. I mean, I think that's a wonderful thing. I know many women who would wish that that were their wishes that their that were their um situation. Oh, yeah. yeah, like to not pay bills, but there were women who was like, you know, he's kind of toxic. I mean, you know, he's doing everything then and he's doing what a man is supposed to do, especially after he cheated on her. And, you know, he's got all these charges. But I mean, he sounds like he's really controlling when he says he will he won't allow her to 
pay bills and mm-hmm. women had problems with the word allow and i was like oh damn is, is it really that deep is it really that deep um and that, then i've noticed that a lot of women won't get necessarily permission from their man and they feel like getting from getting permission from your man to do things is you being in uh almost like a subservient position and i i thought that was strange too because i'm like you ain't you you don't ask your, your man if you could do certain things i mean i don't know i think I it's the wording it's- i don't necessarily love the word permission um i do get my husband's buy-in i do get i guess his consent which is the, no different than permission it's just a synonym for permission um you know for certain things i definitely want his support and his approval on certain things, but maybe it's the wording. But I think, you know, nowadays women are hard pressed to show that they are independent and can do and will do what they want to do. So when you even insinuate that a man has to give them input, baby, you already know they, they, yeah, they ain't having it. I thought that was so damn crazy though like if you want to get permission from your man to do something get permission you're like yeah that yeah but i don't understand why everybody else is in everybody else's business that part too and it's like if he said aloud and she satisfied with the Mm -hmm. terms and agreement of her relationship ain't a damn thing none of us can say we ain't there but she's satisfied um, with that. I agree. Like I, I don't like that's their relationship. So if it works for them, and then people talking about he toxic, she toxic too. He toxic, she toxic, they toxic. So they could be the toxics together. Like, come on. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, the thing is, I think people don't like that TI is uh very assertive in his language, like even things that he's comments that he's made about his own children. Um, the language that he uses, people will be quick to pick apart because they see him as trying to lead his home. And a lot of women, feminists and modern day women don't approve of that. Yeah. Yep. So, yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Mm. I think I have one more thing real quick. Okay. Um, this is a short one, but um, what do you think about a 14-year-old getting a wax? Appropriate, yay, nay. Would you support your 14-year-old daughter getting a wax or no? Her eyebrows? No. Bikini. Or Brazilian, but, you know, wax below. At 14? Yeah. Nah, dog, I'm good. Y- yeah. 14? Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Um, I felt the same. I saw a comment. I think it was from a, a, yeah, I think it was from an esthetician. She was saying, you know, how wild it was that, you know, people wanting their 14 year olds to get waxed. And I'm assuming someone wanted her to perform the service. And I felt the same way, but the black women, black women never cease to amaze me was fighting like, Oh, she should be able to. She's a young girl. If she wears a bikini, we are the ones that make stuff disgusting by sexualizing it. I just don't find it appropriate. Like, what does a 14-year-old need? 
need with being waxed below. If anything, if she wants to wear a bikini, there's razors. Uh, you could buy a little shaver. There are, um, there's nair. I don't find it appropriate, but I just found it surprising to see so many women saying, I would pay for it. I'm a, I was a hairy girl and I wish my mama would have paid for it. And just, I'm just always surprised at the responses that I see. Like I'm sitting here in a state of shock 14 mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. now i do think you should have certain conversations with your with your children especially as they enter into high school junior high high school you should definitely be having conversations with them preparing them for um those ages those emotions mm -hmm. and those urges and feelings um certain things that I'm I'm really 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 iffy about um especially when it comes down to private parts no I don't want anybody touching my child that young for no reason at all um yeah I no it's a no for me um and then how oh. how revealing are the bikinis um these days anyway because the like i i would get like a uh what do you call the little shorts um like they got like the oh, high waist shorts, shorts. no shorts. like the high waist um bikini the high waist bathing suits mm -hmm. i would do like a high waist bathing suit but there's an area like you know where your legs start at mm -hmm. it would probably cover up all that and it would be high waist like oh, when you right. start getting into like the string bikinis and like bikini bikinis mm -hmm. where they're like cut cut I, I think some of that is like hella inappropriate. Mm -hmm. I am into keeping little girls, little girls for as long as you can, because it is such a short period of time. They will be an adult longer than they will be a child. And I believe in keeping children as children for as long as possible. I don't believe in exposing my child to too much too soon. Not to say that, you know, when they leave the house, it won't happen anyway. But it's just a lot of stuff that these new age, a lot of this new age shit is way, way, way too much. Yeah, like I way agree. too much. I agree. I don't think that it's appropriate. I have daughters that were once 14 and that wasn't something that we did in our home. Um, of course, you have discussions with your children and, you know, talk about puberty and what they'll experience and you prepare them and give them the tools that they need. But I don't think that making a wax appointment is part of those tools. But I'm also the person that wouldn't allow my child to wear eyelash extensions and 30 inch bust down weave like that's just not also, something. Also, also facts, <laughs> you know. No, so. Um, but this is something that I have been thinking about lately and it still goes back into like this predator territory, predator territory. I saw a man on social media post up and was telling women about their girls, um, dressing, uh, dressing certain ways that he didn't feel was appropriate. And it was so many people, women calling this man a predator, saying that he is sexualizing these ch these young girls or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he was went on to say, well, you know, it was like this back in the day. Um, people would check you. You know, you couldn't come around your uh, family with 
uh, your little uh, boy short, uh, you know, like the little shorts you wear around the house. Like you can't walk around and stuff like that. You should tell your kids to put some clothes on. And, and you know, a lot of people had issues with that. From the time, the time frame that I'm from, it's just certain things were appropriate, certain things that were inappropriate. Like if you, you couldn't walk around the house with no little ass shorts on around anybody because it was just inappropriate. Mm. But um, people, a lot of people have a whole lot of problems with when you tell them to dress the kids a certain way because they're saying that you shouldn't sexualize the kids, period. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that the psyche in itself works like that. And it's going to sound apologist as fuck. Fuck it. I'm here. Mm -hmm. Um, People will tell you not to sexualize the kids. Like if you find that a person is a certain age, that should be whatever. And it shouldn't be anything like all the thoughts that you had should go out the window. And it, humans don't work like that. Um, if you see, and I'll give you a prime example. You know, they had like um, transsexuals getting like these BBLs, right? Mm-hmm. If a man sees a fat ass from the back and she, a, a person has a nice shape from the back and then he, the person turns around and they have on a full fucking mustache and beard and shit mm-hmm. and they figure it out it was a man. Like, uh, what's his name? Saucy Santana. Right. Like if a man saw Saucy Santana and was attracted to that shape mm-hmm. and then Saucy turned around and was like, oh shit, he still looked at a man, but you know he's sexual he still sexualized that man whether he was gay you know what whether he was heterosexual or not he still ended up sexualizing a man because that was a vision that he liked and i think a lot of people are attracted to shapes and sizes no matter who it's attached to and i'm definitely not saying that's right but i think that's the logic behind it got it out um yeah i i think that i understand you know like i i do believe that so i think a predator is a predator is a predator no 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 two ways about that but i do still believe that you know we there are there's a such thing as enticing clothing i.e why we have strip Mm. clubs and women scantily clad in the strip clubs oh okay why there is a psychology behind men going to bars and the bartenders or the bottle girls being dressed in small clothes with their shapes accentuating those shapes so that it can entice you to buy more spend more all the things there is actual psychology behind where being scantily clad and getting male attention like let's not act like there's not but however um I do think that, you know, um, once a person recognizes that this is a child or that this is someone under age, that their morals should, their moral compass should kick in and be like, oh, no. <laughs> like, I, I, when I think about, you know, young girls who are overdeveloped, you know, um, who have, are, have very shapely 
and you know a person seeing them from far away or not seeing their face like and being and then seeing them and recognizing or realizing hey this is a young child like that impulse immediately dissipating uh, i know my husband is very very good at like pinpointing an age like literally he'll look at somebody and be like she she about 52 she about 31 and literally within two or three years he's on the money so if you're able to look at somebody and see this is a baby by looking at her face you know yeah that that urge or impulse should be like oh no you know i'm not i'm not you know attracted to her this is a child yeah um i i, I think that but with, when it comes to being appropriate we are getting further and further away from what's appropriate to everybody should mind their business and leave me alone to do whatever it is that i want to do mm -hmm. and i've always found that interesting so um there were things put in place at once once upon a time but you know everybody's like well let's to um you know it doesn't permit prevent men from doing whatever but you know we've talked about this a, quite a few times i just think that I think sometimes it does send the wrong message. Yeah. Um, and and, and uh, to me, it's just not appropriate. A lot of things just aren't appropriate. I think, you know, I, I, I understand women not wanting to be over police, being in your home and wanting to be, be comfortable, being in your home. And because Uncle Joey is coming over, being told, oh, you know, now you have to, you can't be in your comfortable pajamas or lounge where you got to go put on clothes. Um, I get that. And it's kind of like women want to make the argument, oh, Uncle, Uncle Joey should be able to control himself. He know I'm a child like I. Yeah. But at the same time, like I eat when my children come over, my, my husband and myself, we're the only ones who live here. When my children come over, I put on a house coat or I put on something like I'm not going to be with a little tiny gown running around like and, and it's not because I think they're going to sexualize me. They're my children. But it's what I feel what I feel is appropriate. Now, I do think um, when someone was saying, okay, what about the moral compass of the person wearing it? We're talking about children, number one. Their reasoning isn't, reasoning isn't even fully developed, number two. Also, they're not, they're the prey. Um, they're not um, engaging in what is potentially predatory behavior. So the person engaging in the predatory behavior is the person who should, uh, whose morals should kick in immediately because number one, you could potentially be committing a crime. But number two, also, you know, would you want someone, a, a grown man sexualizing your child? Would you want, you know, a grown up, um, looking at your child in a in a way that they desire them, knowing that they are a child. No freaking way. Yeah. No way. No how. No, not at all. Um, I, I just, I, like I said, it's just one of those things like um, being appropriate versus not being appropriate. If a uh, <laughs> Your uh, 17 year old son walking around with no shirt on and his boxers and shit and you got grown friends coming over. You know, it's like we're we're getting further and further away from common right, sense right. and common fucking okay decency. Is it okay for your son then since he's a boy? Because I know women like to think that this is only something applicable to women. Facts. So is it okay for your son to walk around with his boxers and knowing company is coming over? Knowing Auntie Janice is on her way over, or does he have to go put on clothes too? Of course. Of course. It's inappropriate for him to walk around in his boxers. Go put on some clothes. But kick clouds, we're not talking about predators. That's the thing. We're talking about 
moral upstanding people. You guys are like, wow, well, where is this moral supposed to come from? I don't get it. We're talking about someone who did not immediately recognize that this was a child. Maybe he saw her from behind and she's, you know, has she's shapely and he's like, oh, wow. And then he recognizes that she is a child. I said when he recognizes or is made aware that she is a child, his morals should kick in because we're talking about morally upstanding people. We're not talking about predators. Of course, a predator's morals aren't going to kick in. They're hoping that it is a child right 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 um shout out to mr curlin hey daddy he says that shit that folks will justify in the name of you can't tell me what to do never ceases to amaze me babe i second that because and, and it, that's basically what it is it's like you can't tell me what to do who the hell do you think you are you're trying to police women's right. bodies you're trying to tell us that we can't be sexual we can't be in our full selves you're trying to diminish us in some way um it's misogynist it's you know it's chauvinistic and it's like we are getting further and further away from common sense and what humans actually do versus how we think humans should behave and that's the biggest problem to me I agree. And someone talks about the morals of the the, the parent, the person that permitted them to be scantily clad. Absolutely. Mm. That person, I would question the moral foundation of that person. However, it's not always something that the parents permitted. And this is coming from someone who was once a teen that was not permitted to wear dress scantily clad, but I would sneak my little shorts. I'm going to my friend's house and staying for the weekend. And I never had on something, nothing with my booty hanging out or something, but um, maybe it was something for whatever reason that my mom said I couldn't wear. I maybe once or twice did that, but I had a sister who stayed doing it. Every time you saw her in school, you knew she was going to have on something different. So sometimes it's not something that the parent is permitting, but if the parent is permitting that, I'm questioning their moral um, compass. But I know that a lot of women would be like, well, um, you know, she, uh, a predator going to be a predator anyway. She shouldn't have to not dress like she 25 because he going to look at her and he's gross and disgusting and all these things and they'll allow it. And I find that to be problematic. Also facts. Also facts, 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 facts. Um, I agree. I, yeah. I agree. I agree. I agree. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, girl, I, I just thought that was really, really interesting. You know, I do too. But the thing is, I don't understand how men, I see Shaka, I'm, 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 I'm talking to you amongst other people in the comments, how you guys are arguing against what we're saying, as if this isn't logical. We literally, I literally said, as a morally upstanding man, you recognize that someone is underage, despite the fact that she's scantily clad, despite the, despite the fact that she has body, despite the fact that she has on some little stuff and, and a freakum dress and, and, you know, got her chest out and her back out. But once you, as a morally sound man, a thinking man, a productive man, even if it's not about her, even if it's not about the morals that society buys into, you know what you could potentially be risking because you're a productive thinking man and you got a lot of shit to lose. Thanks. That you will then acknowledge that she is underage and correct or or control your impulses as a result. What's wrong with that? that I said something wrong by saying that? I don't get it. 
child, they don't get it either. Um, and he's saying there's no such things as morals, only fear of imprisonment. Oh, wow. And Big that's Truck, so, um, that's, that's you know what, though? I'm going to be mm -hmm. honest with you. I kind of get where Big Truck is coming from. I get it to a certain degree. I get it to a certain degree. What? Because I don't get it. Well, I think like, okay, and I'll give you a prime example. Let's say you 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 work for or corporate corporate, you work a corporate job, right? Yes. And you have some people that are very, very by the book, right? Um, people are by the book for the most part, for the most part, but then you have some people who will violate company policy to let their buddies get away with whatever. Um, let's say, you know, one of your homeboy, your homeboy had to take an hour and a half lunch, but he didn't put in no time and your lunch break is only 30 minutes. Um, some, a lot of times people ain't going to just squeal everything, but will be by the, they'll fire another employee that they don't fuck with for the same reason. Well, you took an hour and a half lunch break. You didn't put in your leave. You were still in time from the company. You have to be fired according to ABCD, the section of the handbook, whatever, whatever, but they'll, uh, let their friends get away with certain things. And I think we, as humans, we, whatever position we're in, we will morally justify whatever when we feel the need to. And I, so I get that to a certain degree. I feel like, no, um, that yeah, makes morals aren't, um, morals are, are, um, are not, um, something that's so rigid that you don't bend them. Morals are bent all the time. There are stories, uh, there are biblical tales that talk about, you know, people's morals and how, like, that doesn't mean that you're not a morally sound person, but you can justify anything that you want. You can think to yourself, you know, I, I know people who feel like they despise capitalism and what these corporations do. So if they were able to, you know, um, make an extra uh, get an extra hour from their employer through some means or another yes they're going to do it but that does not mean that they don't have a moral compass or that they lack morals yes that particular uh and morals and values are are something that's going to vary from person to person maybe their morals or their moral foundation has nothing to do with the way in which they labor. Maybe that's not something that they see as immoral. They see companies that steal from people and feel like this is just me getting my just due. So I can understand that. I know morals aren't like something that is rigid, set in stone that you are, you have to abide by this. And if you step outside of the bounds of these morals that you've developed for yourself, you're no longer a morally sound person. In that moment, maybe you aren't morally sound, but I don't think that that means that you lack morals and or that you can't, you know, um, recenter yourself, so to speak. I think that's a great point. Um, shout out to Black Wizard. He said, I think he's saying that morals are unmoving standards that people won't budge for. Most people don't have those. They're just avoiding jail. Um, I, I, I think that's a, me. I actually I think that's a good point. Uh, you know um, why I think it's crazy? Why? Because that means that if we um, did not have the criminal, the, 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 the justice system that we have, that, that that's the only thing that is, in essence, keeping people in line. Um, morals are, are 
our, our standards. Standards change, evolve. Um, Concrete, you something is going on with your sound. Uh oh, can you hear me? I can hear you just fine, but you sound like let me try static now. Still staticky. I don't know why I haven't moved. <laughs> That's so weird. Um, I might have to pop down and pop in, but come back in because I don't okay. know why I haven't done anything. So let me go down and come back. Okay. Um, shout out to everybody in the chat. Hit the damn like button. Hit the like button, please, and thank you. We 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 appreciate y'all. Um, I'm gonna go through and shout out some of you good people in the chat. Um, say what's up. Shout out to Teresa Richardson, James Kills, Toya the Texan. What's up, Toya? Dealing with the real. What's up, Eugene Steele? What's going on? Aaron B, Cannon Wilds, DJR, um, Eugene Steels, M Mills, Kane the God, what's poppin'? Uh, Cannon Wilds, Charles Merchant, JTC, No Cupcake Zone, Crypto Cat, what's up? Topaz, hey Topaz. Um, Eisen, the Hood Servative, what's up? Charles Merchant. Emerald Edge, what's going on? I think I got quite a few of you. Azukar, hey girl. Um, Wacky, I spoke to you. J um, Jack Spade, where you been at? Harlem Knights, what's up? Angel Ray, what's going on? DJ Knopf, what's popping? Um, Malcolm DeJallo, I hope I pronounced that right. Dane, hey Dane. Um, Shea Butter, what's popping? Big Truck, Big Truck is hilarious to me but um, i i think big truck uh brought about some really really good points um, um he brought about some good points i just simply don't agree i i don't think that it was not a good point but i don't ah. i i i guess personally i don't see morals as something immovable um i do think that people will use any means to justify their behavior i do think that people will um step outside of their moral foundation and you know try to attempt to justify it um i guess i don't use an act to define what that that's this is the best way to explain it. i don't use an act one act that you committed um to justify whether or not you are no longer a moral person because i understand that we are all human beings we are all flawed none of us are perfect and we are on a ever evolving process most of us to try to be better people um mm -hmm. so i don't use a misstep to essentially remove the, your moral standing like i'm not saying oh you are no longer a morally sound person you lied you know? right right no. right 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 um yeah i think that's but i get what he's saying i do i understand yeah well girl are you ready to get off into this topic yes let's get off into the topic 40 years later and ninja still ain't ish 40 years later sis like we talking about you remember back in the 80s oprah did a segment where she had a woman on that talked about how ninjas ain't ish 
um, our, our mothers, and we probably can go back beyond 40 years, uh, not our mothers, but, but the women that came, the generations before us, uh, pushed that narrative that men ain't it, black men ain't ish, black men are dogs, all of them ain't nothing, they ain't ish, all they do is X, Y, Z, and 40 years later, here we are, 40 years later, 40. and still hearing the same narrative. Nothing has changed but the date on the calendar. Well, how much responsibility do you think those women should assume for this current generation that they've raised? Mm. How much responsibility do you think they should assume for this generation that they have such such issues with? Um, I would have to say that is a great question as it relates to, I guess my first first response is going to be whether or not I think that they are responsible in any capacity. And I do think a degree of responsibility lays at the feet of the very women who are making these complaints because um, number one, if you truly deem that these men ain't ish, they ain't worth a damn, they are, you know, piss poor examples of man, men, they don't display manhood, they are weak, they are all the negative things that you can conjure up in your head. Why are you procreating with Oh. Why? Oh. That would be the very first question. The fact that you, and that fact that you intentionally procreated with the very men that you say are awful, are pieces of crap, aren't worth a damn, is um, makes you, gives you a great degree of responsibility in creating a new generation of men that you say the narrative still applies to. But what say you in, in regards to how much respons responsibility you think the women own? I think they bear a lot of responsibility of how a lot of these guys turned out. Now, I'm not saying that they're responsible for grown ass men and men getting themselves together, but I do think that they're responsible for a lot of the mentality. Um, at some point, you know, if you grew up in a fucked up environment, you, and you get become an adult, you have a responsibility to yourself and to your offspring to do what you have to do. Got it. But um, if the men have been raised by women and we went through a period of single motherhood where it was a teen pregnancy, single motherhood, and we're talking about the mentalities of men, how the men want to be bitches, how the men ain't worth a fuck. Then a lot of the mentalities have come from the very women. They've come from women. And these women com complain about the, the very same men that they raised. And I think we do bear a responsibility in what types of mentalities that we've had and what we've allowed to permit so I, I do think we mm. do bear some responsibility in that aspect. Well, you know what women are going to say, so I might as well ask it for the sisters. Uh -oh. uh, well, what are the options that they have? I mean, you know, these were the men in, in, that we share a community with. What other options did they have? What, what other choice did they have 
aside from procreating with the, the 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 very men that they talk speak so badly about, speak so poorly about. What other unless unless we wanted our race to die out, what what other options did they have? Um, it's not a factor of wanting your race to die out, but it's a, a cause for some discipline. If you are saying that niggas ain't shit and you steady pointing the finger and every time you turn around, you still picking ain't shit niggas, then some, somebody somewhere had to close their legs for a second and think about some shit. What about my vagina is attracting these ain't shit niggas to me and why keep dogging me out? What's popping? And I think a lot of women never took the time out to evaluate exactly what the hell was going on with them, but instead chose to point the finger. Then when the fathers weren't in the home, however the fathers ended up out of the home, they weren't there. So if the fathers weren't there and then you have a man and he's too emotional, he's irrational, he's illogical, um, he's developed that mindset from you. He's impulsive. He is he, very reactionary. He developed that shit from being around you. And I don't think that women will take their just due and take their credit for that, which I think some belongs to them. What say you? Um, I would say that um, as it relates to what other options they had, I think that there were other options. Um, there are still other options. The other options are dealing with productive men. The other options mm. are being a little more choosy. The other options are vetting uh, properly vetting the men that you're dating. Of course, you can't predict the future. You don't know that things won't work out, but you can vet someone properly and be uh, uh be reassured or rest assured in the fact that you've chosen a man of good character. Um, literally, I would have to say, and I've said this before, I don't have a slew of prior relationships, but the men that I have prior relationships with, despite the fact that things didn't work out and, um, you know, the, the things that my, my ex, for example, was not a perfect man by any stretch of the imagination, but he still was a man of good character. And I can still with good faith say that today. Um, so really and truly, what I would say is the other options were, you know, choosing better, choosing the men within the community and or if that mean that you had to travel outside of the community, you were literally making a lifelong commitment with somebody when you lay down with them and, you know, um, engage in sexual acts that lead to, you know, um, you conceiving a child. So a lot of forethought should go into that. That isn't something that should be, you know, something that you are willy nilly about. That's something that you need to think and be, think about and make sure that you're being intentional. Um, I think that, and if nothing else, I personally feel, and this is coming from a very community minded person, that you are better off not procreating than you are procreating with someone who's a piece of crap. And I stand by that. Mm, 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 mm. 
I did um, want to address what Kit Clouds was saying really quickly. Go ahead. Kit Clouds, as you can see, we're not highlighting our opinions about black men. We're highlighting a narrative about black men. So we're going to speak about it and dispel the narrative. We're not talking about our personal experiences. We can pull from those experiences to use them as nuanced um, examples to discuss. But we're not talking about how we feel about black men. So I just wanted to quickly touch on that. That was a good, uh, something good to touch on. Yeah. Do you think that it still hits the same when a woman says niggas ain't shit? Does it still hit the same to men nowadays? I don't think so. I don't think that that comment carries the same weight that it once did because I think that the opinions of women are valued less and less, especially by black men. Ooh. I think that black men no longer hold a black woman's words in high regard. I think that most of them feel like black women are full of ish. And that may not be how I feel, but I do um, from what I've seen and I have been engaging with black men and talking about relationships with black men for a significant period of time at this point and black women's words don't hold no weight with them in the way in which they once did. What I have to, um, you know what? Initially I was thinking that and then we come to a space like this and the men get really, really, really offended if it is somebody who is anti-black man. Mm. I think it still does hit the same. I, I think oh. it reopens a wound every time somebody says that, especially if the man has done everything that he's supposed to do, you know, with managing and taking care of his life and his family or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, when you get groups of men like that, and I think that we're surrounded by men like that in our chat, at least mm -hmm. I hope so. Um, I think they still get offended. And I, I still think that it, it does affect them in certain ways when they hear um, women saying that niggas ain't shit. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, you I, know, I, I do think know, they, they get offended by it. I think that, uh, you know, I don't think that the reason that I say that I don't believe that they hold a lot of that it holds a lot of weight is because one of the first things that a black man, especially a black man in this space, go say, what you do to him? What did you do to cause it? Oh, um, you know, they they won't hold that comment to me to to mean that um, to be applicable to all men. It's, oh, you that's because you chose the wrong man. And what did you do to cause this, you know, um, breakdown in communication or cause you to, um, you guys to fall out or things of that nature, as opposed to taking a woman's words on, on their merit and being like, oh, okay, well, dang, you know, she might be telling the truth or maybe there is some truth in her commentary. I don't think that men just take those type of comments at face value. And I don't think that they feel as though that those comments are applicable to the entire group. Okay. I do have another question for you. Okay, go ahead. Then I have one for you. Okay. Um, in what ways do you think man bashing has affected the black man's image? I think that man bashing, and especially because it has gone on, gone on for um, several decades at least, mm -hmm. 
has negatively impacted the black man's image. I don't know if the black man sees it um, because you hear certain talking points touted in this space that the black man is the most desirable man on earth and yada, yada, yada. Um, but um, I have conversations with women from other cultures who say that they would never date a black man, that they could not take a black man home. Um, I actually um, was engaging in conversation with someone on TikTok um, and she is an African woman um, from an African country. And she was kind of saying the same thing that she would not date a black man, that a black man couldn't come on to her. She was essentially saying that um, kind of, she bought into the message that black men ain't niche. And um, as a result, she does not find them desirable. And this is a African woman who lives here in the States. Um, so I do think that there are some groups who believe that, you know, that narrative that's been pushed along with the negative imagery in media, um, I think coupled together that, yeah, it, it's negatively impacted the black man's image. That doesn't mean that he's not sexually desirable. That doesn't mean that his je ne sais quoi is not something that women around the globe will seek out, but there are actual cultures that uh, do not approve of black men and don't want their loved ones dating and marrying and procreating with black men. Okay. I got a follow-up question for that. How mm. much Wait, do you, you ain't answer it? Go ahead. Ask me your follow-up <laughs> and then I guess you can answer yeah. it. How much do you think black women have contributed to that versus black men contributing to their own image? Um, I think that black women have contributed a great deal. Um, um, I think that, you know, there is, there is a segment of black men who have also helped that image, um, become, um, become shared throughout media. But I think that it's a very small percentage, you know, made less than 20% of black men, um, that are also impacting and helping to create this negative image of black men. I don't think that it's the overwhelming majority, but I think that there has been a resounding opinion, a resounding shared opinion amongst black women that, you know, black, black men ain't ish. And not to say that all black women feel like that, but I think that there is, um, that this narrative has been shared by a, a lot, a large percentage of black women. So you, you answered the same questions that you posed to me. Um, I think that black women have affected black men's image in certain ways, but, um, not to the great capacity that men want to say that mm. they did they did it to mm -hmm. um because you 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 do have show and prove um with the things that we see on social media nowadays the things that we were seeing um the way that they plastered uh things across the news yeah i i i i don't think that black women were the ones who uh did the news and um you know because to me that was like the biggest thing to ruin black man's image um was so like you think the black media. men have had a greater hand in ruining their own image um i think they've had a greater image than 
black women they've had a excuse me not a greater image than black women but they've had a greater input than black women on their own image versus what black women have said about them Mm. and they being that it was greater than black women it still wasn't greater than white media now i think white media has had the greatest impact on black men or black people's image in general Mm -hmm. but i think they've had a bigger impact than black men and black women put together so my ranking would be white media black men than black women um yeah and i did not include that but i would say yeah white supremacy and um the conditioning of white owned run media um has had the biggest impact biggest impact even when we talk about black women and them pushing this this notion that black men ain't ish the platforms in which they're using and which the information is allowed to be disseminated are white platforms. Literally, there's certain things that you can't even say about a white man. There's certain things that you can't Mm. say about some of these other groups, but you can absolutely say them about black folks and no one will bat an eye. So I absolutely think that that has been the biggest driving factor, no doubt. Absolutely. Um, shout out to Andrew Wilkins. Hey, Andy. He says, problem, black women lie with their complaints. They create their world. First, they say ain't no good black men. Nowadays, they're lying, saying if you don't have a BBL or fake stripper hair, then black men don't want them. Oh, wow. Um, let me say this. Uh, y'all like women with ass and hips and a small waist and a nice chest and it can be big or small but if she has a good hip to ass ratio she generally gets the attention we know what guys pay attention to now you paying attention to her doesn't necessarily mean you would wife her and make her your queen we've seen but we've seen the results of what those bbls have done to y'all or those certain shapes Mm -hmm. um at one point my shape used to be exclusive Mm -hmm. it used to be exclusive now everybody has it so it's not a thing anymore but it did get me a lot of attention at one point when it was exclusive i got a lot of attention from Mm -hmm. it and it was what everybody's getting now Y'all can't say this is what what y'all have been attracted to. We see what y'all are attracted to. Um, yeah. And who gets the most attention? Um, The girl with the regular body, no hips, no ass, she'll get attention after the fact. After you figure out them girls with them BBLs are dog your motherfucking ass out. Then y'all want to come run into the girl with the flat ass, no shape. Um, because now she's the good girl and whatever, and she's not getting the same type of attention or she may have been attractive, but you know, it wasn't, the body shape wasn't a thing for her. Um, but we see what y'all pay attention to. So no, we, we know what y'all pay attention to. There's some volition to that. Um, validity. That's what I'm trying to say. There's some validity to that. We know that y'all like them fake strip strippers get the most attention. They got the most followers on Instagram. Um, they could dog y'all ass out. Y'all still be trying to talk to them. We see, we know what it is. Um, yeah. I do have a question for you though. What's up? Um, so what about, because we talked about the role that white supremacy, white media plays and how they have, there's been an intentional effort to, um, 
push forth a bad image of the black man and the black woman. Now, the black woman is going to say, we've been able to clean up our image. We've been able to succeed in many areas. We're the Mm -hmm. number one enrolled um, persons in college. We have had the number one, uh, we're the number one group of uh, small business owners. We are, you know, traveling the world. We are, uh, you know, acquiring, uh, you know, things that give us access to a soft life where we're, you know, entering into these different um, employment fields to make six figures, all the things. Um, what's what's tea with black men? Why haven't black men been able to to um, dispel the myths around their image? Um, this is the thing. It depends on who you talk to. And to me, it's very subjective. Mm. Um, Some people will say, okay, black women have gotten themselves together in certain aspects, but then they're still in debt. Um, And probably carry, I think, I ain't gonna say carry the most debt because I really don't know. But um, they'll say the network of black women is such and such. I think that black men have been able to dispel a lot of myths that have surrounded them, especially these days. I don't think the black man's image is in the trash though, but that's just me. I don't think their image is in the trash. I think they've been able to dispel a lot of myths. I think with the integration of the manosphere into social media and um, manosphere talking points going mainstream, uh, we are now, you know, we see now more than ever men building, men uh, doing big shit, men starting their own business, mm. men being entrepreneurs, men bossing up on hope, you know, bossing up, period. And I, I really think it's just who, depending on who you talk to. Um, yeah. Because I know a lot of guys who are doing it, like really doing it. And yeah, yeah, but you know they gonna say I've heard even like Cynthia was like black men. What have black men built? What have black men built? You know last- what? When they it say shit like, like that, done. They I I get so freaking annoyed by that. I get so freaking annoyed when I hear what have they built? What have they built? Well, if you stop hanging around Tyrone on the fucking corner and you actually get with a black man that has worked, I could tell you what my dad built. I could tell you what my brother built. I could tell you what my husband built. Um, I have homeboys who have done really, really well in their lives. I can also tell you what they built. Um, we see a lot of guys on YouTube who who built their own platforms. If you're, I know a lot of white guys who ain't built shit either. Um, it 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 annoys the shit out of me because if a man goes to work and he does decide to become an entrepreneur, an entrepreneur, then he built that business. Um, he may have put somebody else on. I'll give you a prime example. Somebody like O'Shea. Now, a lot of people may not like O'Shea or, you know, maybe in a lot of uh, opposition to whatever he's done or whatever. But think about like how many men that he put on to get subscribers and go subscribe to such and such a channel. They got 25 subs by the time his stream is over. They got three, four hundred subs and he's put them in a position to make money. That's building something. Um, when men get together and you know, people had a lot of shit to talk about with the Manosphere meetup. I did too, but 
they actually got together to build something. So then when they are trying to build something, what do we say? All oh, these niggas uh, ain't shit. They still ain't shit. They got together. They look funny. They not handsome. They're not attractive. But these men have actually got together to build something, to do something. So when people talk about like them having a banking system, there are black banking systems. Um, You know, it, it's like... I don't look at every black man as no bum or no bum ass dude. And I feel like when women make those type of talking points, that's who they've chosen to surround themselves around. It's reflective of the men in your life. And I've already said like individually, we don't have enough experience with black men to even use uh, the data that we've collected personally as a sample size. But I can attest if you want to give your nuanced experience and literally um and and and, uh, put black men in a box this in this trick bag that you've created for black men um as it relates to your negative experience with black men i will surely most certainly share my positive experience with black men because i've been surrounded by productive black men individually black men are absolutely building collectively we have gotten away from community and unit we're not unified in any way but individually in addition to that Black men built this country. If they take the next 300 years Sex. off and never build another thing, we shouldn't complain about it. We Sex. shouldn't complain about it. Um, Dealing the real, this isn't a Cynthia G's to- Cynthia G topic, uh, period. Um, we, we, we're not, we, it's not that deep for us, Absolutely. but, uh, yeah. she does make the talking point. We have heard it come out of her mouth. We've heard it come from several women's mouths it, it, as far as like what have black men build or go build something or, or something stupid like that. Um, if a black man is working and providing for his family, he is building something. And I, 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 I don't know. I, I was going to ask you a question. Let me read these super chats. Let me write down my okay. question. Cause honey, I, I don't want to. I don't want to forget well, it. Go I'm ahead and r- write it down. I'll read this one. Dane C says, I always noticed uh, was a difference between R&B music sung by black men and black women. Uh, male artists always sang about love, catering, but black women always sang about cheating. I don't know about that, Dane C. I do think that, you know, a lot of times black women sing about broken hearts, but black women sing about catering, making love to you and things um, of that nature, too. So, uh, yeah, um, I don't know if I agree with that, but, you know, oh, we hear you. Uh, no, dealing the real, no, we're not attacking um, everything that, you know, some talking points I wholeheartedly disagree with. I yeah. don't think she's wrong about everything, mm-hmm. but, you know, I'm, I'm not like a subscriber to her. I don't follow her, uh, her ideologies yeah. or whatever. I'm not like a, a stan or anything like that. Something she says is valid. Something she says to me are com- is completely invalid. But you know what it yeah, is? Yeah, I don't is. listen to her content to to say one, one way or the other, but there are certain things that she said that have been extremely inflammatory that I don't agree with. Um, I don't listen enough to know if she has valid talking points. Um, but sometimes when you're saying certain inflammatory things that you're going to, um, you know, push away anybody who may potentially gain or a lot of people who may potentially gain something from your messaging because you're saying things that are so inflammatory, so offensive, so divisive 
you know, like a lot of people can't get past that in order to listen to the heart of your message. So that's a great point. That's a great point. Um, my question to you was, do you think it is black women's responsibility to protect the image of black men when it comes down to, well, they ain't building nothing. Do you think it's our responsibility? Women like me and you, Mm-hmm. quote unquote pick me is the mammy spear honey that's what y'all let y'all let mammy spear do you think it's our responsibility to say hey no that's not true um i don't believe that it's women's responsibility to protect the image of black men i personally i believe as a moral upstanding person that it is my responsibility to um to dispel lies, no matter what they're regarding, um, especially in relation to my people. Um, But I personally think if I never ever um, dispelled a myth surrounding the image of black men, I think that if black women just refrained from engaging in or 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 creating more negativity surrounding the black man's image that that in and of itself will aid the aid in um fixing the image of black men now that us um creating pushing these narratives about black men is furthering the divide as we know but it is also um the reason that I feel other groups feel like they can attack us in the presence of one another. White women feel like they can talk horribly about black women in the presence of black men. African feel like they can talk horribly about black men in the presence of African-American. And when I'm saying black, it's an, I'm using it synonymous with African-Americans, but African-American women, um, people feel as though y'all don't, y'all aren't united. Y'all don't protect one another. Y'all have no respect for one another. I can attack y'all, attack y'all willy nilly in front of one another, and there won't be any consequences that I have to suffer. So I personally don't think mm. that it's our response responsibility. I think that it is the right thing to do um, for us to dispel those myths. But I think more importantly, if we, and not we personally, but if Black women refrain from um, aiding to the negativity of the Black man's image, that that would help tremendously. I think that was some excellent points, Concrete. Um, I concur. I, I, I think you brought about some really solid points. Um, because it is, there isn't any repercussions when they talk about, <laughs> listen, and it's some coon shit to me. It's some coon ass shit to me because others don't allow black people to come in their spaces and say and do whatever, but we definitely do that. So I, I think you brought about some excellent points. Um, shout out oh, to Andrew. for a minute. Would oh, you hear me? You no. went up. We didn't hear anything you said. I, I didn't really? hear you said. Your whole mic cut out. I was calling your name. Oh, girl. I don't I know. If it, did you guys hear her? Was it just me? I haven't moved anything. I'm literally sitting um, on the uh, sofa in, in one of my rooms. No, I was basically saying that you brought about some really solid points. Like okay. some really, really solid points. Um, Because that is definitely allowed. 
But yeah. Um, okay, they hurt. I don't know what's going on. I haven't moved my mic. I, I don't know. Um, okay, yeah, we so didn't hear like, you. That's the uh, funny part. <laughs> literally. I don't know what's going on. Maybe I have to switch rooms. I'm literally near the router, everything. But anyways, I have a question for you. I'm going to read um, the chat real. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, is there any truth? Is there any truth, though, in the narrative? Like, do black women got a point about the narrative that they're pushing about black men and how they ain't ish and they're dogs and, you know, nothing has changed and, you know, everything has remained the same. They've not seen improvement in the behavior in black men. They're producing single single women and leaving the leaving the, the their children, abandoning their families. Is there any truth to any other talking points that black women are saying that relate to black men being not ish? Um, um, yeah, there, yeah, some, some ain't, some ain't shit. Some niggas ain't shit. Mm. Some of these bitches ain't shit either. We got them on both sides. So it, there's validity in the men's talking points when they talk about how um, a lot of women are derelict in their womanly duties. There's there's validity in that. There's validity into um, some dudes not being shit. There's some validity to that. It, it, yeah, there is. But we have a personal responsibility to ourselves on who we choose, who we allow around us, how whatever we allow to go on in our lives is our responsibility when we see some shit that's off we have a responsibility and duty to ourselves to dismiss that shit to get rid of to rid it we have responsibilities to ourselves but you do have both sexes that ain't shit yes absolutely absolutely what about you um i will say that um there's some truth in the notion that some black men ain't. Um, but whenever that talking point is used, it's used in a very general way. I understand that men is the plural form of man, but I think that women intentionally use it in a very general way because they want the notion to be that it's applicable to all black men. Because maybe every black man that they've come across that they've chosen to partner with because it was a consensual relationship, um, have been awful. Maybe that has been their experience. And as a result, they are pushing a narrative that this is something that applies to all black men, that, that you know, that there is not a, a, a collective group of men that are, um, that are the exception to this rule that they've created and that they're pushing and, and this messaging that they want to promote. So um, I do think that there is a, a select group, but I think that as women, we need to assess and say, okay, even I, I, I would not be opposed to women generalizing on a smaller scale. Men mm. who aren't productive ain't ish. Black men who ain't productive ain't ish. You know? And that may not be true for all black men who aren't productive. They may have certain situations that prevent them from being productive. But nonetheless, if they were more selective in their generalizing, if they said, you know, black men who got a bunch of baby mamas ain't, ain't ish. You know, like, I just feel like being so general in, in such a broad way, Yeah. Um, it, they, they do it intentionally and it is so that people will apply that messaging to the entire group 
And I find that to be um, problematic. I find it to be, um, you know, disheartening um, personally. Okay. I'm going to read the super chats. Shout out to Andrew Wilkins. Hey, Andrew. He said, black women can't hurt black men's image now because the world knows black women are liars and failures at all relationships. Look Ooh. at Halle Berry, Carrie yeah. Champion, Stacey Dash. Look at You name it, mixed chicks. They not good at really. <laughs> <laughs> you better qualify that. You better qualify that. <laughs> qualify and quantify. Mm. Uh. Shit, don't put that all on us, girl. How far back do I have to go? Uh-oh. Can you hear me? Uh, yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Okay, girl, I'm all the way at the beginning of the day. Yeah, I didn't. Time. I wasn't even paying attention. I only seen one other one there was. Girl, no, it's it's way more than it. Okay, okay, I'm, I'm back. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. shout out to Andrew Wilkins again. He says, yeah. fact is, m most black <laughs> Oh, Lord, Lord. <sighs> Lord. I be having to kind of catch myself and gather myself. Oh, he geez. said, the fact is, most black women are prostitutes anyway. <laughs> so, of course, strippers, OnlyFans chicks, and street walkers get lots of attention. Wow. The black okay. woman is still black man's first choice. Okay, I get that. But, 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 but. When we're talking about generalizing, what about what about Andrew? He do more generalizing than anybody. That cause that thing is a heathen. What the heck? Like this fool, he always talking about black women. Black women ain't ish. Black women prostitutes. Black women whores. Black women this. Black women that. And he never qualifies it. Never. So if we want black women to start qualifying, I need him to as well. Listen, Andrew ass just be like they hoes. They sluts. I ain't gonna hold my breath. <laughs> no, you gonna mm -hmm. Uh shout out to Black Wizard. What's up, Black Wizard? He says, I think hood dudes get a bad rap. They've built great families and a lot are hardworking. I'm tired of hearing everybody talk about hood dudes like they're trash. They're doing the best they can. Let me tell you um, something. Black Wizard, mm. that is my guy. Um I agree with that. And, and and I don't think that that's like when we talk about generalizing, I know hood dudes that work, go they go to work, you know, get up, they drop their kids off at school, go to work, they work at FedEx or UPS or, you know, even factories or whatever. And they come home, they take care of their family. Their girl is, you know, maybe a CNA. She go to work, they work opposite shifts. So somebody's there with the kids. I know hood dudes that work hard. You can live in the hood and still be productive. You can live in the hood and not be that ain't-ish black man that we're talking about. I don't think that this is applicable to hood dudes. And really and truly, oh, I wanted to ask you about this really quickly. I know we got some more super chats, but I want to ask you this. So I was talking to my husband today and we were talking about the categories that men in the manosphere and men on YouTube are qual are, 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 have used to kind of... Um, categorize one another and you know you have the educated lame and you have the um pookies and ray rays mm -hmm. and we were talking about which we did a show on that large group that's being left out most men don't fit and i told him technically you would be 
and educated lame. You like Naruto. You did. He studied martial arts for over 20 years. He has read more books than anybody I know. Study iridology. He is a cop. He loves comic books, collected comic books his whole life. Like you would be a nerd. And he like, hell no, I ain't no nerd. Most men ah! are going to fit in them. And because get, never has. I'm about to get cursed out. Don't call him no nerd no more. socially awkward. So he doesn't have that aspect, but he has more in common with nerds than he would like a, 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 a Pookie or a Ray Ray. But I'm saying that to say, most men fit somewhere in the middle. Most men aren't thugs, aren't out. Most black men aren't out robbing, stealing, and killing. And most aren't so socially awkward that they fit into that educate that they fit into that nerdy, geeky category. So I think most men fall somewhere in the middle. But despite that, I don't believe every person that every man that lives in the hood is the antithesis of what we're discussing today. I agree with that. I, I agree. I think that's absolutely true whatever it's called did i say it wrong you all know what i'm talking about naruto Naruto. (laughs) that no girl whatever it's called i don't know the the asian um (laughs) cartoon stuff you made it sound hella ghetto naruto whatever it is i have no interest in it i don't even know what it is but i know he loves it baby you're gonna get us kicked out of uh the mental sphere (laughs) look how dare they oh anime i'm sorry dang all the nerds coming out coming for my name listen here we go goddamn pocket protectors is on Already, listen. <laughs> hey, Naima. Hey, Naima. Boo. We talked about you early, we girl. Definitely did. Can't wait till you make another trip. We had so much fun. I really enjoyed myself. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, Naima. When are you coming back, girl? Listen, get that together. Um, shout out to Black Wizard again. He says, "I'm not for this Negroes ain't shit message mm-hmm. in either." way in any form um he said what a horrible thing to say about someone um (laughs) you know what black wizard i get it because i don't like black men to be grouped and said like they're, they're i get it but i would much rather prefer because if you're essentially um if you're warning and cautioning people to well, be, be careful when you're dealing with men who got a bunch of baby mamas that they leaving in their wake. Be careful with men who move like this. But it's not fair or appropriate to generalize. But you can say, Daquan, he ain't ish because, you know, X, Y, Z. And you're talking about one individual who you had an experience with. I do get it. There are some people that ain't ish, but that isn't really necessarily something that could be applied to a group. It's, it's not, you know, whether it be hood dudes, whether it be, it could be, I know men that went to jail, served prison time and came out and are very extremely productive. Productive citizens of society have their own 501Cs, work a job, ain't never been late. So I wouldn't even say men who just go to jail. So I get what he's saying. Yes. Yeah. Um, shout out to Doug. What's up, Doug? He says, considering the low rates of business ownership, exactly what's being built. If it's not institutions and businesses, what's being built? Has anyone actually looked at the numbers or wishful thinking? Um, 
I've seen, not, not specific to black men, but I know since the pandemic, there were several hundred thousand, I want to say over 250,000 small businesses that were created. Most of that probably was what people put down on PPP, but um, mm. still, nonetheless, <laughs> um, from, from black women alone, like from from black women alone, they there was an article, I believe it was in Essence, um, and it was talking about black women being the fastest growing group of small business owners. So I know small business, and that is probably like selling eyelashes, selling weave, you know, selling bundles, uh, selling the press on nails. So it probably is not businesses that are going to garner a huge income but you know they are creating small business i don't know the answer to that as it relates to sm uh to black men i don't either but i think uh most of us do know um black men who are definitely very productive and who own their own businesses i think most of us do know somebody like that and so mm -hmm. then when they talk about corporations no of course we haven't built corporations but um wasn't our country wasn't our rules Whatever, whatever. Yeah, and let's not like we we can. I mean, listen. I know you guys don't like the blame. We still have have to acknowledge the forces that are against us. There, literally, a couple months ago, was information that came out about Wells Fargo and their discrimination and not, you know, um, giving black people loans or giving them loans at such a higher interest rate. Like, let's not act like there aren't forces against us. Literally, in Atlanta, the last mayor. Um, uh, Keisha Lance Bottoms was was pushing to um, push more of those minority stipends to black businesses because so little of the money that was set aside was going to black businesses. So there are still obstacles in the way that does not mean that we shouldn't push forward and do what we can to overcome those and do what we can to seek capital outside of government funding. But there are obstacles in the way as well. And we, it is important to acknowledge it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Notes. Uh, are we opening it up? I do have another question for you. Go ahead. Ask your question. For okay. Y so I want to know, let me see. Um, is there anything though that black men themselves should be doing to improve their own image? Is there something that they could be doing? And if so, what? Um, I think with the integration of the mental sphere into social media has been a very beneficial thing to black men's image or the stop, the stoppage of, um, women demeaning black men's image. You know what I'm saying? So I think them actually being productive helps um being productive helps you know you're gonna have bad apples on all sides but um when you're productive and, and I, to be honest i don't necessarily think they should just really be concerned about their image or even be concerned about what, what other races of people think in my opinion, but I, yeah, I, I, I think them being productive and um, creating their own narratives about themselves is what helps them out. Um, yeah, in the in the mm -hmm. biggest way.
What about you? Um, I, I also agree. Um, I think that their productivity, um, I think that also black male content creators, black male content creators that are not solely focused on relationships, but black male content creators, that, that's black male media. Um, you get to push your own narrative. You get to highlight the positive things that black men are doing. Um, although, you know, yeah, in theory, ideally, you shouldn't have to be concerned about what other people think. But what other people think can impact your ability to press forward can impact your business. You can be an entrepreneur. It can impact your business. Of course, we know if you're working a nine to five, if you're working a white collar job, blue collar job, whatever, that it can impact you. It can. You can own your own truck. You can own your own corporation. You still have to make business deals. So people having, society having a negative view of you as a black man does impact you. It impacts you in a myriad of ways. It impacts you as you're simply minding your business, living your life, driving down the road because any kind of traffic stop that you get in, into could potentially be life ending. P, uh, the police officer could be more hostile with you. It can create roadblocks to you being as successful as you can be. So um, I do think that, uh, yeah, being productive, you know, uh, owning the narrative, owning the narrative by uh, owning black male media and pushing forth images of, of, of positivity, positive things that black men are doing, um, positive stats about black men, black men overcoming, you know, all of those things um, will help to aid black men in, you know, changing the narrative surrounding their image. I think that's a good good segue to open it guys up. Kill me. We're victim mentality. But OnlyFans <laughs> is a small business as well. So yeah, uh, even, even OnlyFans. How is that victim mentality? You guys do not want to acknowledge the fact that there are obstacles in your way. If you don't acknowledge, like y'all remind me of white people pushing back against CRT. Like, if you don't acknowledge that these obstacles exist, how do you teach one to overcome them, to watch out for them, to, you know, watch out for the, the, the landmines, to, you know, be on their P's and Q's as it relates to certain issues because they could be, it's important to acknowledge them. We have to have the discussion around them. We're not talking about allowing them to limit your ability to succeed, but acknowledge them and talk about how to overcome them or avoid them. That is imperative. Like you guys are so smart, but you don't even understand that very crucial rule of, uh, you know, of war. Like you don't understand it. You get upset about it. You're so busy um, uh, believing the white supremacist narrative that you've been fed, that all black people are victims, that we are the white man's burden, that we refuse to pull ourselves up by our bootstrap, that you don't even want to have dialogue surrounding the obstacles that that the system is set setting forth. Like, come on. Yep. Uh, well, we did drop the link in the chat. If y'all ain't scared, y'all can come up because they may be. They don't want to get this smoke looked. <laughs> they may be scared, child. They may need to sit where they at. I understand. I I, yeah. I get I get it. You know, me mm -hmm. and concrete on y'all ass today. Yeah. And um, oh God. Oh <laughs> we ain't heard from him in a minute. Wait, he disappeared. Uh oh, listen, child. you to cause the man to drop down. Child. He know we playing. Uh you know, I understand if he's uh not he's really scared. You scared, you scared Child, of church. Listen, when you get two uh, black women up here that mm -hmm. ain't gonna say and yes, we're forced to be working with. 
David, come back. We want to talk to you. You know, um, we'll call you Black King today. I mean, nobody's tripping. I do want to ask a question since we're waiting. Um, as it relates to the Black male image, um, are Black men not actively working to uh, change the narrative surrounding their image because they're okay with this negative image because they really can't compete? No, I don't think that at all. I think black, I, like, I, to be honest, you know, you got women that'll sit, still, still sit around and say niggas ain't shit, but you have to think about the pool that they chose to dig around and swim in, right? Um, I think that black men have been, if you've surrounded yourself with working black men and black men that are about their business and taking care of uh what they need to take care of, I don't like i don't really see it as like a, a a thing um to be honest but what say you um no but I, the reason i brought that up is you I sound like know. you underwater child what is you doing i got nothing sitting here right in front of the computer haven't moved um i don't know why it's doing that let me see Girl, you sound like you're about to okay how about now is that any different no Okay, I'm going to leave and come back. I have no clue. Okay. Roguish, what's popping? Hey, what to do, Sister George? Respect, respect. Sister respect, Concrete. brother. How you doing? I'm doing doing well. Nurse, nursing nursing uh, a sick day. So you know, I'm in the crib. That's why I can partake. But I think this is a, a great segment. Um, it, it really seems like niggas ain't shit was more of a convenience as mm. opposed to an observation. Um. And and not taking into consideration that as y'all did, which you done beautifully, taking into consideration that brothers were still moving forward. You made mm-hmm. note that cats, you know, what I'm saying the hood. I don't, I don't know how the hood cat constantly come up as if every thug in the hood is out killing, robbing, and stealing. You know, what I'm saying that's people in that life is doing that. It ain't a lot of people in that life. It's a whole bunch of people wearing the fucking mm-hmm. shirt and able to put on the airs and all that. But it ain't a lot of people in that life. And just as some foreign person participating in in blackness, like you know, you might see some Arab rapping or some shit like that. A lot of cats try to partake of it like that. Um, but what? But it makes you ask the question: What is being shit? You know what I'm saying? If, if black men ain't shit, that then being what is productive? To... No, it's being. Uh, well, I'm sorry, concrete. Go, go ahead. ahead. I was going to say, um, when a woman says that a man ain't shit, it's probably because he didn't do something she wanted him to do mm. um, versus what's actually considered not shit. So, like, you'll have women who have had kids with men, and women will try to negotiate those children with those men. And when the man doesn't fall for the bullshit, oh, niggas ain't shit. He ain't do this. He ain't buy Lil Ray Ray these Gucci shoes when he was five, so he ain't shit. And I ain't gonna say that's the only thing that they complain about because they yeah. some some things are valid. But I, I think I it kind of goes back to like um they ain't shit because they didn't do something that the woman wanted Um, them to do right then i think that that's part of it but i think also that narrative is often formed because just the relationship sours and or sometimes it is that he ain't productive i've heard women say that about men who are not actually taking care of their children but 
in most situations, like in most of the situations that I've heard a woman say that, and granted, they may have their commentary may have some merit. Um, there were signs. There were signs for a long time. So you knew he wasn't ish, and you didn't want to. You didn't decide to announce that until things went awry with you and him. So I, I think that uh, you know, yeah, it's men that aren't doing what they want him to do, and it's also relation when relationships sour, and sometimes it is just a man that is not being productive in one way or another. Good point, um, Rogish. What else do you have? Uh, nah, all the thoughts of the brothers who just entered, you know what I'm saying? We'll, we'll I did want to say something very quickly regarding what Rogish said. Even when we talk about the hood, um, a lot of people that live in the hood, like, uh, I think that most of the people that live in the hood and are of the hood aren't necessarily the ones who are tearing down the hood, who are committing crimes, who are, and we literally seem to kind of relegate people in the hood to that. I know, like, even in Chicago, I remember um, a lot of the neighborhoods, you would have older people in the neighborhoods, they would make signs and put up signs and it would be like, you know, no this, no selling drugs, no that, like literally you have a community of people who oftentimes they might own their homes, like, and the home might have been in their, gener their family for generations and you know, as a result, they've settled there for whatever reason. It's less expensive to live in those areas, yada, yada, yada. And they are, um, you know, simply working and trying to be productive and doing the best that they can in many situations, too. Um, but we do. And, and I, I didn't think about that until Black Wizard actually said that. Not we, but in this space, you do hear when people have conversations about the hood, it's almost as if everyone there is a degenerate, is 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 committing crimes, is you know um, uh, of this certain negative ilk, and that's not the case. So I just wanted to say that real quick. I'll leave off on this: Is there a unproductive productive growth that black men can partake of to black women? Wait, I'm sorry. Is there is there an unproductive productive growth? Because, uh, Concrete, you made note of, you know, cats who've been to prison and, you know, said working nine to fives, you know, blue collar, you know, self-employed, things like that. Well, I think that that grants anything that grants a black man being able to flex some agency and have a certain element of worth or say so of his worth within the situation. I think that might be something that that leads black women to say, okay, well, black men ain't shit. Well, what about the steady progress that's occurring? Because hood doesn't mean hood what it meant back in the 90s. Like a lot, every time, a lot of time we bring up hood and, you know, motherfuckers thinking 40s and baggy pants and a nine. And, you know what I'm saying? That's not the case anymore. Um, I agree with that. And I do think that... Um, I think that, you know, there in many instances, there is steady progress, but even in those situations where there's not, where someone is content with his FedEx job or his factory job. I mean, he is content with doing that on the weekend. He has a couple of days off. He gets to hang out with his family or gets to hang out with his boys and play the game, whatever it is. But, you know, he is still providing, he's going to work, he's working hard. I think that that too should be acknowledged. I do believe that as women, oftentimes we suffer from wanting more. And men, a lot of times, 
will be content with where they at. I'm comfortable. I'm, I'm making decent money. I have a decent car. I have a nice home to come to. But we want more, more, more. And sometimes it's, you know, nothing that a person does is is enough. Or we don't see, we feel like we, you know, are see, on social media. We, we buy into the glitz and glam of this Instagram lifestyle. And we want more. We want to live a luxe life. We want to drive a BMW. We want all mm. these things. Whereas he may be content just working his nine to five, being able to take care of his family. And that should be commendable too. Like that's, that's something to be commended. Like who the hell wants to go and labor and, and work hard as hell and sweat and, you know, um, bust their tail and drive an hour and a half through traffic just to be able to pay the bills and not feel appreciated. That's why the nine to five job went out of style. Girls didn't like it. Mm, very good point. Good point. All right. Well, uh, Roguish, thank you. Um, we got Andrew up next. Andrew. Hey, Andy. Hey, you know I got to get you though, Rose, right? Get her ass, oh, Andrew. Boy. You going like to like this. You got to stop with this fake positive. The glass soul is full. You know black women don't seem like no damn love. They sing about, I should have cheated. It's a You're meeting right. in the ladies' room. Ain't nothing going on but the rent. Wow. When he won't do the next wheel. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. You ain't nothing but a tramp. Come on, let's keep it real. That's what oh, black women sing about. You named off five songs, but oh. you ain't named off the women with willing to be side to, to the chicks. Left, to the they... left. <sighs> wow. Six songs. Wow. Girl, I listen to me some Anita Baker, you know. Um, I was about to say Tony Braxton, but then she got she bad and she crazy in real life, so that, that don't count. Whatever, what okay. Okay, she like, it, it's, it's, I said they got cut. That makes her time. crazy. What the hell's wrong with you? That makes her crazy. No, did she abuse a man or something? Something he, anyway, that's not a point. I was just he joking, wasn't man but, enough for her. Come on, I mean, hello. But the just point is, black women are known to sing like like aggressive or combative or sexual songs, even in the past. Black women have known to be combative with a lot of their hits, but that's not the main point. I guess we're gonna get to the topic. Um, far as you, you want to talk about why black women say black men ain't ish. Um, for the first, for, well, for, in one sense, American women. Kind of like at a point where they don't want to be under men, so they're gonna to try to belittle or undermine the meaning of a man any way they can. So I think that's it's a coping mechanism because black women dog black men so much, but they can't get away from us. They can't cop sleeping with us. They can't stay out of goddamn faces. When the club plot with dudes, they gotta come. They can't. They're just like YouTube. When you got a manosphere, the black women gotta show up. They can't live without us, but they want to fake as if their existence equals a, a black man or they're above a black man. So it's just nothing but a line coping mechanism. That's all that is. Mm. Um, I, I agree with what Andrew said, actually. <laughs> I actually agree with that. I think that, you know, we have been embroiled in this battle for some, some years now. And um, I think that Black women will do whatever it is to tarnish the Black man's image and belittle them. A, lo a lot of Black women will. Um, that, that's applicable to, to, to a lot. So I agree. Remember what I said, the whole truth. Black women are like self-entitled white a-hole cops. They they they, they wow. narcissism and, and they delusion and what they think their value is in life matches with white men are. So it's funny how a lot of black women complain about white men, but they act just like them. I would know I have a lot of experience with both. Mm. What with, with who? With the cops. Black women, cops. Oh. I've been in jail for stuff I didn't do before. I'm a black man. 
<laughs> child, you ain't go to jail because never mind, child. You, know you about to make this me mad. Here. Ooh, we need to interview Andy. Oh um, uh, did yeah. you have anything else, Andy? Um, I guess that's about it. I probably might try to jump into something like some say something interesting, but okay. that's it for now. Right. Thank you. Hood Servative, what's good? How y'all doing? Um, <laughs> I, I came in this conversation when you were talking about image. So I, I obviously, yeah, black women think black men ain't shit and it's not going to change. So I don't even want to talk about that for now. What, I, this question of image, though, how do you fix the black male? Well, the black image, period. I, I'm curious as to how you guys think that works. How do you fix it? Well, we talked about what we felt black men could do. We also highlighted what black women could do, refrain from, um, you know, pushing these this negative messaging that impacts the black man's image. But I think the black men being in control of the narrative that's being pushed about uh, regarding them by creating their own media. I think Byron Allen just purchase that black news network, but also even on on a smaller scale by content creators doing things that they can to ensure that they're pushing for positive things relating to the black male image and black men continuing to be productive. So you want to CRT the media? Wait, how, how is that CRTing the media? Well, I mean, it's not literal CRT, but this idea oh. that you're, you're essentially going to... Um, you're gonna ba- you're gonna alter the balance by adding things that people wouldn't necessarily care about yes. anyway. Like, yeah. Think, yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah, yeah. So, no, so how how no 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 no. Let me finish my sentence, please. How do we use that to fix the black media in the face of crime and ratchetry? Like, you think you people are gonna focus women? on the few? No, I'm just curious how this works. Like, are we gonna focus on the the Because this this thing about image is such an empty shell of a game. Nobody cares about image. We care about what actually gets done. And I think the black community is too focused on image as opposed to substance. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. I do think though. Um, I think that black men. Uh, I think. I don't think that, first of all, there's going to always be crime, but we can do something to offset, like the crime that's being committed is not most black men. However, being that black men, that there's been this negative image attached to black men, that's the way that this narrative is being pushed. So if you literally have media that highlights other things relating to black men, aside from you know na- the news media highlighting crimes relating to black men and and black women being on various social media platforms talking about their negative experience with black men and how they ain't ish, I do think that you have to counterbalance that in some way if you care about image. I don't know that you can. I, I, you're not wrong because that's what media does. That's how the media game is played. So I'm not saying you're wrong in that sense of strategy. I just think it's more empty suit. It's it's just more style over substance. You're gonna you're, you're gonna change the image without a, addressing the the crux of the issues, and that's really where I take issue. I see. So how would we address the crux of the issue? So we talked about crime and ratchetry. How can we address? those two issues ignore your image and tackle your problems Mm. i mean that is the Mm. male approach to things that is i I cannot afford to care how people look at me as long as my bag comes in and my bills get paid your looks don't mean nothing so you you're saying that you don't really care how people view black men's image no i'm saying to fix your image you can't afford to care if Mm. if nothing succeeds like success so if you win if you can be seen winning, 
then you don't you don't need a fake Hallmark card about that one day you helped the old lady across the street. Like, bitch, I win every day. Mm. Mm. That's actually pretty interesting because you know what that made me think about? Like, you know how the police were doing that campaign to make police look good and trying to highlight community policing by, and then they go beat a nigga up after that. that. Free hugs, and they got the photo op of him hugging the cop. Yeah. You know exactly what I'm talking about. You see it. Yeah, for sure. I got you. Good point. That's a real solid point. I I can't even deny that. I actually think that that makes perfect sense that if you ignore the image, which that's hard for me to say, because I think that even if we are making changes, making strides in the right direction regarding our problems, we should be highlighting that mess. They've spent enough time, you know, um, pushing the negativity, pushing the negative things relating to the black community. We should be highlighting the changes that we're making too. But I hear you at, at, in relation to image. I think, you know, our focus should not be on, you know, even worrying about that. So I, I get you. Wait, isn't that acquiescence when you look at how the social structure of the United States is? and popular popular culture and all that isn't that acquiescence and acquiescence for our community is actually disastrous so you're saying we would be acquiescing to the to essentially the the image that that's already being pushed if we do nothing and just focus on the problem well not nothing but if we don't do something to change the image but we focus um just solely on the problem well i mean the thing is if it's not your narrative Right. If you have a detrimental narrative you put out there, I understand folks don't want to partake with it. And, and I've heard people say this. Oh, stop talking about racism or whatever, because that's what gives it this power. If you stop talking about it, it'll go away. Well, that ain't, <laughs> it ain't the way that it works, especially with the image of the black man in the United States. They've always been trying to capitalize off of our image, make it work for, you know, saying make it work for them outside of our benefit and still able to do so. I think I think we actually should be standing on our square for the way that we wish to project ourselves, not only to this whole ass nation, but to the world. I like that too, Roguish. I can't even lie. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know if it's just me being a woman, but it is like also part, like I'm community minded. Like I, I don't like the fact that there's this negative image regarding black men and it is being applied to all black men. I don't like it. I I fight against it. I push back against it and maybe I shouldn't care so much, but I do. Um, and I don't That's know so if that will ever change. It's offensive yeah. to me for people to, to, to take this narrative and run with it and apply it to all black men and say how black men ain't ish and they you know would, would never date a black man because black men abandon their children and yada, 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 when I know that to not be true. You know the irony about that, Sister George? You don't even have to carry that shit. I'm the one that got to carry it. You have your own weight as a woman, so I'm not saying you don't carry anything, but when it comes to black men, you are not the one carrying that weight. So I'm like, as a person who has to carry that, you really think it benefits me to have in my, when I walk into a place and I need people from another race or whatever group, you know, I need other ethnicities to treat me fairly. Do you think it helps me to carry the burden of, you know, all these niggas ain't shit? Like, no, I can't be thinking like that when I deal face to face with other people. That's that, that doesn't even enter the conversation. And I think part of the reason why you kind of uncomfortable with that it's just you know you're a lady and and you know the harsh truths are like that with women so fine i i don't need you to be that way but the simple fact is men can't afford to like 
we can't afford to be seen whining and crying. Either you 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 raise to the ball, you raise up to to the standard, or you get left behind. And so when it comes to like the black male image, if the black for one, we've earned the image. I, even though not everyone is a criminal we've earned the image on the whole. So it's not like, you know, the image just fell out of the fucking sky. But that being said, if you they are do not fall that, out of the fucking sky, cuz what are you talking about? Are you serious? This is a are you in the United States? Yeah. Bro, bro, what do you what, what do you mean? Meaning that this you, is not a violation. You say we earned it. This shit think, was placed on us from day one. Uh-oh. You think there's a bunch of white people living in the projects? You think there's no, a bunch of white people selling crack to black people? That was not designed. They live in trailer homes. There's a bunch of dirty, messed out white people. I meet a lot of them traveling the country, man. Yeah, yeah. The trailer homes is the white project, and you got to own a trailer. You don't just get given a trailer. So it's not even... No, you dude, don't. I don't want to have that fight. You can rent trailers. You don't have to own Yeah, trailers. that means they somebody owns it. That, it's not the projects. No, it's not the projects. Nobody owns the projects. You pay your rent to the state. So it's yes, not even the same but, conversation. Conservative, do you not recognize that that was by design? I get what you're saying, but and you're saying like you know black men can't afford to be seen whining and stuff like that. But what the solutions that I stated were not whining. That's you being proactive and you're highlighting what's being done. It's not it's like you. really black men are already making content. We already have black male content creators. Why not highlight the things that would offset the negative image surrounding black men? That you know it doesn't seem like that's a lot of extra work that would have to be put forth in order to do that. I, I understand where you're coming from wholeheartedly, but I do think, and I agree with Rogish that black men as a whole are not responsible for the negative image that's being pushed about black men. That is all by design. I know you guys don't like, like the interesting thing is y'all can acknowledge feminism and all these other isms, but y'all act like racism is not playing a hand in the image of black men and, Uh and, you know, um, creating obstacles for black men. Y'all hate to talk about, oh, it's the boogeyman of white supremacy, but y'all can acknowledge all of these other <laughs> You know the problem with that, George? Pro- you know the problem with that? Sorry, I said George. The problem with that concrete, for every one of those racist image stereotype narratives, I guarantee you there was a couple black women in the corporate office okay in that shit at every level. I won't deny that. I, I would not so deny it's not that. So it's smart. not a race thing per se. It's not per. It's not a race thing per se. And then frankly, the, this is my, my main point. If the black male image is crime, don't break law. If the black female image is whoredom, close your legs. It's not mm. that complicated. And, and Hollywood isn't going to fix that for you. Yeah. Uh, this, see, uh, okay. I don't want to get uh, off track, but I, I understand your points. I'll say that. I'll read the super chat real quick and Black Wizard is up, so I'll give him a chance to speak, but very solid points. So thank you for that. Um, Dane C says 99% of Black media historically is created by Black men and it was never centrally focused on just Black men. Essence, Ebony, Jet, excuse me, uh, Black newspaper, etc. BET, you know, um, good point, Dane. I point. agree with that. Uh, sorry. Oh, geez. Rashid, Rashid Griffin says there's a difference. 38 year old black woman with no kids since uh, spends $7,000 on a trip. 38 year old black man buys $7,000 uh, Generac. So when Texas cuts power off, uh, 
Oh, generator. generator. So yeah. when Texas cuts his power off again, his lights are still on. So you tell me who is really the smart person. Uh, I can certainly tell you who would be the more financially wise person in that scenario. Um, and I think we all can agree that it would be the man. Um, yeah, there's no doubt. No, no doubt about that. Thank you, Rashid. Appreciate that. Um, Black Wizard, what's good, bro? Hey, Black Wizard. Hey, what's going on? Not too much. What do you have to say on the topic? I'm interested to hear what you got to say. I was going to say some uh, off the wall stuff because um, <laughs> you know how I do. But um, no, I kind of I kind of want to keep going in the direction of uh, conservative and everything uh, that the conversation that was had before. Because um, I, I think and uh, maybe conservative, you know, jump in if I'm if I'm misinterpreting this, but. I think he's I think he's trying to say that there's a reality on the ground that we can't ignore. And I think a lot of people, um, especially um, especially like people with a lot of education, but uh, they 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 tend to think in this like virtual sense, like everything can be controlled at a at a mental level. And if we can just control the mental level, then everything's going to be fine. It's like they're thinking like the CIA or something. But 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 the the stuff that's actually happening on the ground, um, if they weren't happening and in the message in the narrative was still the same, then people would look around and be like, "What are you talking about? That doesn't make any sense." <laughs> like, you know. So if the, if they were to if they were to say, you know, uh, we got a we got a black crime problem. And then they looked around, they didn't see a bunch of black crime. They'd be like, what are, what are you talking about? That doesn't, that, the, what you're saying is it, it doesn't match up with reality. I think he's just saying attack the reality so the image will change, right? That's literally what I'm saying. Like, change your reality. Im image is a lie. And I feel like you're selling lies if all you want to do is, is put up an image. That's literally like why women wear makeup and push up bras. You want an artificial yeah. image to hide the actual reality. You know what? Um, thank you for that clarity. Now, uh, conservative, I understood what you were saying, but I did not tie it to the fact that once the behavior changes, if we focus on the behavior, we correct the behavior them, uh, itself, then if there's no crime being committed, if we don't have crime being committed in high numbers by Black folks, what do they have to report on? What negativity can they continue to push because it's not occurring? So by like naturally, the image will we'll see a shift happen naturally if we focus on the behaviors. I, I get that. I didn't make that correlation. Yeah. And, and to Rogish uh, Sun's uh, point um, about racism, I think uh, racism is a little different um, in the sense that um, even since civil rights you know, the Civil Rights Act, everything, you know, we're supposed to be all integrated and everything. We still mostly live in fiefdoms. So where we still mostly live where things are segregated. Black people have their black stuff going on. White people have their white stuff going on. So the the racist ideas are allowed to uh, promulgate because there's no there's no there's no there's not a lot of crossover. Um, if the, if it, so it makes it makes a situation a little different. Um, because um, there'd have to be a radical shift on what's happening on the ground in order for racism to be affected because white people still live in their uh, spheres where they're unaffected by black people. Like there's not a lot of, uh, I think I saw a study recently that said there, 
like most white people still don't have like one black friend or something like that. So like, well, so you could, you could do whatever, but, but it's still not going to affect the mentality of what happens in that, in that family. So if maybe, there's, maybe like, we should of, assign, we should assign all white people, one black friend and that'll fix our image. Ah, I'm good. I, as long as I don't have to be look, look, see, you don't even want to walk the walk. You see what I mean? You can't do it. You don't think you don't think that sounds a bit like cooning? Yeah, that's cooning like a motherfucker. They need us. They want to be our I friend. I don't give a damn. No, what's, look, inter I was, what's interesting I to me? Speak, I wasn't is speaking the, racism, uh, black wizard. I wasn't speaking racism. What I was speaking of was is tribal intentions. We tend to look at it as race, not understanding that, well, this whole race thing is a construct. Primarily, what does that area tend to operate on? Devaluing the black man for, you know, for political purposes, projecting us as being some form of deviant within society, right? Now, to, to Hood Servitor's point, saying that we've earned it, okay, let's say that it has been made of a, a culture that is embraced, right? Before, before it was something that was projected upon us. Now something that actually become culture, it's become somewhat norm, and even for the youth. So if you think about it, let's say that, yeah, we don't we don't do anything, we don't put forth any effort to to counteract the narrative that's put out there. Look at what the youth are absorbing. It ain't shitism, it's actually the motherfucking super norm, right? No new friends, um, you know what I'm saying, baby mama, fuck as many as you can. I mean, you know, pump and dump ism, like what they what cats talk about in this space, pump and dump. That's part of ancientism, but that gets a pass. You know what I'm saying? No, I agree. I, I, I think I, I think I think whether you call it racism though, whether you call it racism or tribalism, it it accomplishes the same goal. Um because racism is like when the United States made races, it essentially broke people into tribes anyway. So they don't the only thing that they did with, you know. They just did with they they just took a bunch of people from different tribes and made a new tribe from those tribes. So um it, it accomplishes yeah. the same goal. So I'm with I'm well, kinda with you on there, but not not quite. But the but yeah, I get I get what you're saying overall. There's like a acceptance and I agree with you where this ain't this ain't shit attitude where even you know, guys in the space of a pump and dump attitude does kind of take on that same kind of ain't shit uh yeah. kind of approach to things. Yeah, I, I agree let, with that. Let, let me say this, though, about pump and dump. And, and to, to be fair, I agree with your point. So I'm not like trying to battle you on, on, on your rebuttal just now. I, I stand by what you just said. However, I would argue pump and dump is a defensive mechanism. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. I disagree completely. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Listen, I haven't, had, I haven't had baby mama problems since I've been pumping and dumping. I, I feel protected no, and no, safe no. and secure. Listen, I'm sorry. The mental damage that does to the women to me, within the community. To, Do you oh, know? To me? Why should I be? No, 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 no. I'm worried about me. I'm protecting me. However, you're you're adding to the um, multitude of issues that we have within the black community by protecting you. She I'm was a thought when I hit it. She was a thought when I hit it. I didn't make her a thought Proving when I dumped that her. Men love no, let, let me jump Proving in here. Real quick. Let me jump momentarily, in here. yes, yes. Momentarily, we love the shit out of thoughts. Momentarily. Let me say this real quick, and then I'm gonna let Black Wizard back in. 
I just want to say I've heard men in this space promote and encourage men to lie to get sex from women and pump and dump, literally telling you lie, do what you have to do just to get the tail, no matter not thinking about what the um, consequences on the other side will be with you doing that. That that That's absolutely horrible. I, I can't co-sign that. Long, long as um, you're pregnant, you're going to be all right. Oh my gosh! Go I mean, ahead. How, hey, how and then we go that, that triple black in. Hey, how is that? I want to. I want to add something. Hold on, uh, real quick. Triple black. Uh, we're gonna let Black Wizard uh, finish his point, and then we write on to you, brother. All right. Yeah, I wanted. I wanted to add something for a conservative to maybe think about. Um, so, uh, I agree that it is a defense mechanism on on some level, um, but I believe I believe that same argument can be made the opposite way. So mm -hmm. when when women are saying uh, niggas ain't shit. They're they're essentially saying that they've been hurt so much by men in their life that the only way that they can really protect themselves is to believe these dudes are just nothing. You see, you see what I'm saying? It, it's still a it's a protection mechanism. Too. No, no. When I listen, I don't pump and dump thinking that all women ain't shit. I pump and dump because this woman ain't shit. No. Or so well, you think. How do you okay, know that? Like, because she wouldn't get pumped and dunked, stupid. If men are being told to lie to women in order to pump and dump, you could have fed her a bag of lies and she fell for it. That don't mean that she is a, a thought, a ratchet, ain't ish and all the things. Maybe she liked you and she fell for your crap and that's on her for not vetting properly. But that don't mean that she ain't what, 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 It's on her. Rose, Rose, can I help him out right quick? Can I support the man right quick most Real black women quick, and then we got to finish up so okay. we can get triple black in here uh, two things two sentences i want to say right quick most black women lie by saying they ain't like the others they just the goddamn same what game works on one works on the rest and two do you know who that yeah. nally elish l chick is in the chat being disrespectful and being like how every black woman in the world i say is because i ain't the one I haven't uh, seen it. I, I'll check it out. No, um, she's talking about a white man can handle me. I'll put my foot in the white man's ass the same way I put my foot in the black woman's ass. Okay. Bro, 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 save check, your energy. I'll take, I don't save your energy. Conversation. She'll spend uh, her life trying to find that white man that can handle her, bro. Save your energy. Uh, Black Wizard, were you finished with your point before I let Triple Black in? I think that's a yes. Okay, Triple Black, what you got? Nothing, man, but shout out to the panel, man. Shout out to you guys, man. Uh, I want to say that. Shout out to Roger's son, you know. Hey, I haven't heard you on the live, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm subscribed to your channel, man. I don't know where you've been at, but uh, uh, I want to ask, uh, you know, the panel hosts a question, and you guys can maybe, you know, maybe reference the sisterhood and ask them, you know, the uh, usually the, the, the litmus test for a man is financial protection, right? And for for about forty years, you know, black women have had like financial protection. I mean, I'm in finance, so I know all the different mechanisms that are in place where you can, you know, you can still be ratchet, have four kids, and do whatever, and still live life, and you know, level up and and do all this type of shit. Um, how does the? I mean, is there any way the average black man can even? I mean can even jump over those hurdles and get any type of reciprocity from the average black woman knowing they got all these financial all these financial things in in place you know you got hood you got 
Habitat for ha- Humanity. You got food stamps. You got all these bu- government programs that can make black women whole. No matter how shitbag you are, you will always survive. And, you know, most, if you ask most of the sisterhood, the, the main thing that they're looking for is financial protection, you know, level up bullshit. It's like, how can the average black man even hurdle that just to even get any semblance of uh, reciprocity? You're asking, uh-huh. okay, if black women are, they're getting all of this assistance or, and they're, they're, they have a cushion for every aspect of their life just about, um, how can a man get with them and expect reciprocity? Yeah, Did any I type of reciprocity that? because, you know, the minimum that you got to take care of all my bills, you got to do all this, you got to do this, you got to level all this this stuff up. When I know I have government protection to get me right to that. It's interesting that you say that because I still don't think that the majority of black women are on well are in welfare systems or using welfare programs now there are some you you gotta do is just be regular and there's i mean i know in fine there's a lot i mean you can get a house you Uh can get you can get food you can get electricity shit you can get a cell phone you can get all these different things all you gotta do is just breathe um don't get me wrong when it comes down to government assistant programs men are eligible for these same programs and men also utilize them probably not at the same um rate as women but they still have access well, okay. to a I lot mean, of the you, same you, you you usually need kids to be able to how i mean how can i mean most black men don't have custody of their kids so that's a very minute percentage yeah and and, and the fact that you're a man you are expected to be able to pre- protect and provide for yourself I think when it comes down to women who don't have anything to bring to the table or unwilling to bring anything to the table, you have to do what you have to do. I'm not personally, I don't expect you to do deal with anybody who's not um, trying to be reciprocal to your program. And you are the person that determines who you allow yourself to deal with. If you're dealing with a, a, a chick and she won't reciprocate, then you need to get rid of said chick. Am I? I don't know. Did no, I but I mean, that? how? I mean, how does anything move forward where you have majority of these women talking about? I mean, just the status quo. They're gonna get everything that they want to. Now they want extras, and most yeah, black men and, are not and, gonna be able to give them extras. How yeah, but you forward? have to kind of let them fall by the wayside. You can't really focus on the shit that they want if you're in survival mode and you're trying to provide a life for yourself and you living from check to check like most of us are you're trying to make it and then she comes along with abcd demands and you're not able to meet those expectations then you need to move around and if it's the majority of them majority of them you still need to move around um what won't what won't what one won't do another one will and you have to have uh that kind of respect for yourself to not put up with anybody's bullshit if somebody's always asking got their hand out got their hand out telling you what their expectations should be and and throwing some expectations on you that you don't feel like you can meet then 
you have to move around from that. I agree, no, but no, also to around. add to that, you have to move around. But okay, I'll give you an example. Like Miguel and you know Juan and all them. You know those other people don't really have to deal with all that type of shit. So are we just going to be at the bottom no matter what when it comes to you know building infrastructure and family and all that type of stuff? It's just is that just something that black men just have to just live with? You I really have think, to though, live with it. Go ahead, concrete. I'm sorry. I, I just want to say this really quickly. I think that a lot of that is cap, though. A lot of that is internet talk. That 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 is is uh, t- popular talking points that people have adopted because it sounds good. But the average woman, the average working class woman, meets a man who's able to meet her halfway. Um, she's going to accept it. He's able to meet her halfway, and he's giving her some loving. I think that a, a, a lot of what we hear on the internet is simply internet talking points being re- repeated and reiterated um, and most women um, will deal with a halfway decent man who is you know somewhat who is productive and um, you know is able to contribute to you know building a home together um, a lot of this is just cap it sounds good oh a man gotta make six figures he gotta pay all the bills this that and the other despite the fact that I come with three kids uh, a, a, a Ultima that's on three wheels a bunch of debt and you know some, uh, Ultima. Ex- but, 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 but that's not cap though that's not cap though if you got three kids and you make 35 grand, you know, 35 to 40 grand just under the, the threshold, you can qualify for a house. Government subsidy. So that's not what I'm saying is cap. I'm saying what I'm saying is cap is the internet talking points that people are adopting about what a man has to have in order to get with them. But what I'm saying is if, if I'm a single mother with three kids, right, and I make 35 grand, right, I qualify for all these programs like why would I accept a man into my life where I can get a house, get food stamps, get all these other government subsidies where why would I do like why would I accept a man? Oh, I, I think I get what you're saying. I understood now. what he was saying. Yeah, um yeah, she's probably if if she's able to have all of that cushion and she does not have to listen to you or um, hear you out on anything that you're talking about and she's able to make whatever moves um move on you if she's not willing to be under your program period you're gonna have to move about um and that's just what it is but you're not gonna be able to compete with a government system um, i agree with that however when he, when he, like what he's saying that's not most people's situation uh, number one what is it 40 percent of women don't even have children and that's not to include the women who do have children who don't qualify for the, those government assistance programs and most people aren't going to be patient enough to go through those hud programs that require you to do 10 steps and 12 steps and do a multitude of things and fix your credit. You got a bunch of bad debt. You don't want to pay down credit cards and this, that, and the other. So most people aren't taking advantage of those programs. If you make that much, it's highly unlikely that you're not receiving any kind of food stamp assistance. So I I don't think that that's applicable to most women. That's a common narrative that we see applied to. No, 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 no. I'm going to push back. I'm going to push back against that because you got 40 years of the sisterhood and I, I know for a fact they know how to navigate and get eligible for a lot of those programs. 
Oh, Come I on, agree man. with that. They know how to, but I don't think that most people are. And I, if you if you have pushback for that, that shows that most Black women are on these welfare programs and receiving these welfare programs, please drop that link and information into the chat. I would like to see it. You know what? I got to do some Hey, hey family. How y'all doing today? <laughs> Doing good. Um, good. We're going to get Mr. Z in and then we're going to get to you. Uh, Mr. Z, what are your thoughts? What's going on, ladies? Can you hear me well? Yep. What's going okay. on? Um, <laughs> 40 years of of um, the color purple. <laughs> 40 years of that, right? So um, right. first, you know, there was a book that came out years ago called The Confessions of an Economic Hitman. I mean, this is kind of going to what Hood Servitive was talking about before. Um, so if if the U.S. government um, and U.S. corporations and NGOs go overseas and the first thing they do when they get on the ground is to start to, air quotes, empower the women, right? We know what that's about, um, which is cause what foments a certain level of, I guess, um, intra intraethnic ethnic intra-racial um disputes then obviously if they're doing that four five six seven thousand miles away then you gotta know that they're doing that over here and um that's speaking to black women in corporate environments allowing and encouraging racist tropes on commercials and television about black men they're only regurgitating with the people on top and you actually hear this from some of our academics in this space which is all black feminists have to do is just regurgitate what the white racist feminists want to hear and they'll just start to ascend in academia. So it still is the white man's game. Just because a black woman is saying the same thing a white racist man is saying doesn't mean she's just she's not racist, but she's black. She's still racist. She's just she's just regurgitating what this motherfucker want her to say so that she could ascend, right? And um, you know, whatever. So on that note, but um the the 40 year niggas ain't shit project, I agree with the brother that said it's coping. A lot of that is coping, right? We 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 know that we've we've been around these people, the the fundamental difference is in our society, we we ignore the bitterness oftentimes that comes from women, right? We can see it in men, we call it out, we call these niggas lame, we we make fun of them, we call them, you know, incels. We we have so much terminology for, for these men that kind of stay in their parents' basements and stuff like that. But we do not have a language or we refuse to develop a language or we refuse to actually call these women what they are when they walk around the, the entire society, especially in the black community, insulting black men. So in academia, they're insulting black men, talking like we're walking around the black community, backhanding children, LGBTQ, black women, we're the worst things in the world. Then when they're back in the black community, they're insulting us because apparently black people did not contribute to America. When Whenever you hear these sisters say, what have black men built? America. <laughs> that's That's what they built, right? But the, these these tropes about what what ha, what have they built? That is a very um, white colonial racist man statement, right? If you really think about it, think of think yes. about what you would have to what mind frame you have to be on to to look at the males of your group, the men of your group, and look at them in the face and say, what have you what have you built? The same group of people that went through slavery and Jim Crow with you because you're so angry that they haven't made you an upper middle class white woman because even a white man can't make you an upper middle class white woman. You're so angry about that that you look those men in the face and ask them what have they built yep. when you're literally standing on the ground that they built. You're 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 actually able to talk on the internet and type on the internet all this foolishness 
because they fought and bled and died for that. Not to, not for them to have sex with white women. I know that's what a lot of black women are telling themselves. No, they fought and bled so that you could turn around and then tell them they ain't shit. Right? So, so like, there's, ahead, no, there's no credence to any of their arguments at all? What I'm saying is just because you couldn't keep your baby daddy or just because them niggas was overlooking you in high school and college, or just because the nigga in college that you shouldn't be messing with because you were in college and he was a street dude, mm. just because he drove your car and left it with no gas, doesn't mm. mean that niggas ain't shit. Oh. Right? Okay, so wait like, a minute. I wanna, I wanna wait, come in on the back wait, end wait, of that too. Wait, 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 wait a minute, because, and that's the issue that we're having, it's people take their, their personal issues and like start blabbing on a microphone about it. And the way that hits young girls is, Oh, these niggas ain't shit. I need to go and do something else, divest, swirl, whatever the fuck. Um, go, you know, start eating fur burgers. Um, and so, <laughs> so what ends up happening is is that becomes part of the culture. The culture now is yeah. contempt and disdain for men in general, black men specifically, out the gate. Some of these sisters don't have no experiences. The, that angry middle school, awkward black girl middle school crap, that Issa Rae crap. Some of them didn't even experience that. They're they're just saying. Black men ain't ish because that's part of the culture. Having contempt for men in general, black men specifically, is just part of the culture. Now, how that manifests in your life, in your love life, now you throw in a fit because in your mind is a man ain't shit, but then you want to be with a man, right? If you're a heterosexual woman, that is. And so you don't understand the conflict between believing men ain't shit and then actually coming out here and dating men and then wanting them to also believe they ain't shit so that they could, what, prove to you something by buying you red bottoms and stuff? I don't know. It makes no sense, right? If you're a heterosexual man and you're walking around the world saying women ain't ish and you year after year after year after year, single, 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 eventually you're going to have to come to terms with your worldview being in the way of your actual intimacy, dating life, marriage life, right? Or lack thereof, right? That's that's one of these things. The 40-year project of men ain't ish ain't really do nothing. That's most men except... in this space then. <laughs> I mean... Uh, I, mm, <laughs> right, so hey, bro, but, you got black women in your chat proving me right. Everything I'm about to say about all black women now, but continue. Wait, 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 but oh, but but remember, remember, niggas in this space are having these conversations, right? But it's women in these spaces and out of these spaces, and young women in these spaces and out of these spaces that are crying in their parents' car, crying in the kitchen, crying and crying after they leave the club because men are actually listening to them. And more and more young men in general ain't approaching them. They doing the whole dude bro thing in the corner in the club. They not actually approaching sisters. And then you got sisters coming out of the club afterward, recording themselves crying up a, a storm or saying, I don't get my name Sid consistently. You know, I don't know what it's like to be loved. And these women are all of like 28, 29. You, you don't know what it's like to be loved at 28, 29, 30, right? Once again, Shit, that's, that's 40, what 40 years. I know some 40-year-olds never have a boyfriend. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Actually, I do too. Uh, at one point, and I'll side note, at one point I knew someone that was 29 years old that had never been on an official date before. Like, it, so once, so this, this, but it, she wasn't black funny enough. She was Latina and she was super cute. But um, at the end of the day, that 40 year project of men ain't ish, black men ain't ish, it does have a cost. And you gotta be careful about what you ingest. These sisters are listening to this summer Walker ass music, this um, you know, for the old, for the little bit more old school, the Mary J. Blige's and stuff like that. And then what ends up happening is you believe that, and then you come out in this world with that, with that song playing in the back of your mind as a theme. And then you're wondering why you're running into these issues. And my last point, a lot of this is consumerism. 
um, I think one of you, one of you kind of was going into that earlier too. A lot of this is consumerism and materialism. The reason why a lot of these women are saying that black men ain't ish, men ain't if, is because they're looking out at at, and y'all know what I'm where I'm going with this, but they're looking at at the top twenty percent upper middle class white women, and they want that life, and so automatically black men become ain't ish because the vast majority of men, not just black men, can't provide you that life, and so that's that if that becomes the litmus test or the the bar at which men become shit, I guess, <laughs> right, is is being part of the upper middle class, then men, in the 80% of men are never going to be that. They're never going to give you that lifestyle. And we have to call these things for what these things are. We, we live in a society that's ripping family apart, ripping communities apart. That's why even Latinas got a, what, 50 plus percent um, um, out of wedlock birth rate, right? So it's ripping these things apart. And because we're, we commodified everyone and commodified ourselves, that materialism, you you want to feel something through things. You only feel like you're a human being through that that Ben's S class, through that house in the suburbs, through that um, private school for your children. And so black men ain't niche because the masses of black men cannot provide you that lifestyle. And the handful of them that that can, some of the smarter sisters and even white girls and Latinas and Asians, they they snatch that dude up right out of college, right? Or in college. Right. So it's a numbers game. And I think a lot of people fell for this Disney-esque worldview and not realize that this is a numbers game. You're really talking about the top 20 percent of men in general, maybe the top 15 or so percent of black men. And unless you're willing to play that numbers game, then you got to deal with what it means to insult black men with this 40 year blending shit thing and then come out here in the real world and have to deal with what your worldview and what you kind of been inculcated in actually looks like. And I'll pause right there. I wanted to add something on the back end um, real quick. Um, I think um, I think like when people say like uh, black men haven't built anything, it's a really it's like really an ethereal kind of thing. If you think about it, like it doesn't really mean anything in a interpersonal relationship. Like if you were with a, if you were on a date with somebody and then you you were sitting across from them, you wouldn't be like, so what did black man build? It, do, it doesn't mean anything in the in the relationship. You know what I mean? So I think I think it's almost like a it's almost like a way to um give yourself a reason to not want to like black men. You know what I mean? Like uh, and and, and it's I think it's a way to take a dump on black men. Yep. Yeah, like, like and, and and to be fair, I think they're there are a lot of uh, women that go through a lot of like trauma in our, in our community. So like um, there is a, you know, there's the uncle that's, you know, nobody's supposed to be around. There's, you know, all kinds of, uh, there's all kinds of things going on in the black community. There's fathers who, so, some women, you know, really want to be with their father, but they're not around. So they got that's... some hate toward, toward men because of that. And they, I think, I think what ends up happening is they take this men ain't men, like this uh, men ain't shit kind of vibe from the personal things that happen to them in their life. So they're like, well, I don't feel safe is really what they're saying. Like, I, I don't, I don't feel safe is, is I think is the, uh, is the main thing. Cause like, if you built something, then I feel safe right now. It's kind of, it's kind of the, uh, it's kind of the implication that I think they're coming for. I just wanted to add that on the back end. I wanted to go over and add. Uh, Thank you. Um, really quickly, let me just say, JTC, I would accept it, um, although I may not trust it. So thank you for your comment. <laughs> um, 
next because we got a couple of new people added uh mr i'm just asking um what are your thoughts first off i was going to go off and um say good evening to everyone on the panel um y'all doing a great job uh within the community and having these uh very touchy topics um i have to say that as i listen to uh y'all channel and many different other channels and uh, the black media it seems like it's this tug of war situation because you have some content um creators asking questions about the problem but never give a solution then you have some that give a solution but don't really want to you know focus on the problem and there's no middle median you have to understand your history in order to have and to build a future. So like I acknowledge the first 40 years, they even go back 50 years within uh, the community of African-American men and women was pretty decent. I ain't gonna say it was perfect, but it was decent. You had um, black marriages at an all time high uh, back in our grandparents era. Um, we was able to build things together within the community. We had businesses. Um, our children were well educated, but something happened. And I think that's something that happened was when uh, a very uh, level of hypergamy came in to our community towards our women, which was in a form of uh, feminism. Because for our culture, we was always unified. It's, 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 it's embedded in us to be unified. Because if you look at it, look how we help other different nationalities. We will help other different nationalities before we help our own now. Then we would do the same thing, but we still help our, our own people. But in order for us to get to this notion of getting back together, black man, black woman, we got to first acknowledge that there is truly a problem and we both really want to solve the problem together, together, not separate. Because name calling, doing this ain't shit type of men or ain't ish type of mentality or women ain't ain't this or let's go off and go to Brazil, black men and go off and marry a couple of non black women. That's still not that's still not going to solve the problem. Only thing you're doing is building more issues within our community. That's the only thing I wanted to say. Well, uh, Mr. I'm just asking, I think you had some really solid points. Um, yeah, you had some really solid points. Really solid points. I, I, I do want to ask this question, though, too. For the women on the panel and the men on the panel. Within your heart of hearts, without any entertainment aspects to uh, make this show even more greater than it already is, do y'all really want to see the black community get to its prominent role that it once was decently as it came out of slavery? Or do y'all want to get continued on this pathway? And if so, what are your true uh, tips on adding into this uh, Heavy problem. Could that ain't gonna happen in this America. Oh, 
Um, that ain't gonna happen in this America. I I think everybody wants to live in the best to be in the best position possible, and if you're a productive person, you go to work every day. You got your kids. You want to raise your kids in the safest environments possible. You want to be able to eat good um, and be safe. I think everybody, the majority of people have that in common. So I think everybody wants the best for the community. Um, I don't think anybody is satisfied with um, the way things are right now. I, I personally, I don't think anybody's satisfied with the condition of the black community right now. So um okay nice. right but, but but for what uh, he was speaking there's no way Daniel. there's no way to restore that y'all there's Mr. no way there's no way to restore that unless you adjust the value system and there is no incentive present yet for people to adjust their value system for black people to adjust their value system in mass well, like uh, that. I have that's to, interesting well I, I have to say that i have to push back a little bit uh 50 60 years ago when we had Dr. King and Malcolm X, if you, if anybody on the panel knows their history, Dr. King and Malcolm X sat down with one another before Malcolm X passed. Their ideologies was talked upon between each other and both men came out in a different perspective, understanding each other's views. Malcolm went off and got a little bit lighter if you notice in his latter years before he passed. And Martin, went off and actually thought a little bit radical outside the box. He even wrote documentary. I mean, he even wrote um, um, lectures and books on what he took in from this conversation with Malcolm X, which was that great speech laterally. Am I leading my people to a slaughterhouse? Which he, which he, in his latter years before he passed, he knew that. That's why he was trying to push economically for us to go off and do certain things such as like reparations or even expanding and trying to get back to our uh, base, which is um, the um, tribalism, black wall, tri tribal connectives. Yeah. That's, that's so, basically what you're speaking of. Yeah. Tribal yeah. connectives. But yeah, what so, is it? What is it that creates tribal linkings to begin with? It is culture yeah. and black people and the way that, and what culture is, is the way that a people likes. Well, uh -huh. the way that we life, or the way that we life amongst one another, is not deemed something that's precious enough to where we'll put a fence around it and even institutionalize it ourselves unto ourselves to begin to build from it. That's because we don't have the proper self-value of our individual selves, and so, that's through the traumatic slave past. So, 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 let me ask you this, my brother: um, Do you have any legacies? Do you have any children? No. Okay. Too many type of pregnancies last marriage. <laughs> um, I'm gonna insist on that. Um, I have children. Anybody else on the panel have any children? Because the reason why I'm asking you, y'all, it's be okay. Yes. yes. Your children are your legacy. The way you teach your children, no matter how the world is, you're teaching a nation. If each of us took seriously investing that knowledge embedded into our children individually, as a whole, our community would become better. But the problem is 
you have some that don't have children that want to give their input in and you know the ones that do have children are not seeing that great gift the universe wanted y'all to go off and be leaders and how within your your children they're the legacy they're going to be the next ones going off and taking this torch in and trying to rectify the wrongs they're going to be the ones that's going to be the senators the doctors the the uh the uh black scientists the, you know what i'm saying but because we don't take that effort in grabbing our children grabbing our children back and giving them the knowledge i mean what's going on here we don't have to have media teaching our children we supposed to teach our children we don't supposed to have you 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 know i, I don't understand this the thing is, there's not a blame media. Come on, man, no that means that, that, that means no. that means that you failed. If you have to, if you blame my children, may how watch you, TV. How can you succeed if you can't speak to the? Hold public? on, guys, because we we do have someone on the panel who hasn't had an opportunity to speak, and I do want to read the super chat too. So, really quick, um, thank you, Danica. She says, stopping through to show love. Peace. Thank you. Thank you, dear. Definitely appreciate that. Um, I am going to let Orange Pill in um, and give his commentary and if he wants to contribute to what was just mentioned. But I did want to highlight really quickly. Like some of the stuff I get that we have people with different schools of thought and, you know, we welcome that in the space. But some of the stuff is beyond me like I, I beyond the pale i try to wrap my head around it and i don't understand it and i'm not talking about you mr am uh am just i'm just asking i'm talking about someone in the comments and saying like slavery was a choice and i get you know feeling like when we just um focus on slavery it, it, and the victim mentality that comes with that if we are not using it as a tool, a, a lesson to um, talk about, you know, how we can overcome. But to simply put commentary out there as if, um, you know, chattel slavery was a choice, that we had a choice to stay in it, that like, like that type of rhetoric is yeah, beyond me, I, I don't understand it. Um, I I get where you're probably trying to go, um, but I don't understand how one adopts that mindset. And um, we don't have enough time to unpack it tonight. I just wanted to highlight that very quickly. And I want to get Orange Pill in here and hear what he has to say on the topic. Hello. Hey. Hey, how you doing? Um. Yeah, I, I wanted to give my perspective from like the uh, the educated side of things. Um, as far as you know, me working in the most you know probably most women dominated uh, career of all of all of all of them out there. I'm pretty sure you can agree on that, nursing. So uh, you know, I'm married, and um, I'm noticing, you know, after talking to a lot of women online and talking to women at work, because I work overnight, so I can just have kind of casual conversations. Um, and I'm noticing that a lot of women, especially in nursing or women who make a higher in income, it's about the money. It's about their money and it's about your money, whether you have lack of it or whether you have more than them or whether they have more than you. It's all revolved around the money. Uh, it's it's really not about anything else, to be honest, about the money is driving women's ego. And I've seen it firsthand. Said and, it. And, some, and, and, and all my colleagues, 
I was out, me and my wife, we were on a double date with one of the uh, girls that graduated uh, before me. And then she was just buying us, uh, she's buying us all wine bottles and stuff. And then her, her man was kind of like jokingly saying, hey, <laughs> you think you can really afford all that? No, and she got the money. But then she said, you want to play big bank versus little bank? And I was like, wow. wow. <laughs> yeah, and this, and this is real. This isn't no, this, that's anecdotal. Like, no, no, this is, this is stuff I've seen. And, you know, and, and you know, when, um, uh, and also an inside scoop on women is traveling thing. So I have a lot of colleagues that do travel. All they do is travel. They, as soon as they get back from the trip, they'll talk about the three trips they got lined up. And I'm sitting here, I got, I got $1,700 mortgage. I'm like, yo, how are you guys going to travel? What's the inside secret? Because you guys make either less than me or right on the same level. Why are y'all able to travel? It was, oh, I live at home with my parents. Like, oh, and I've asked numerous women this, and there. So all this traveling, don't let it fool you. There's some people live. There's a lot of people living off somebody else's house, rent, mortgage. That's why people are able. Yeah, as soon as I go on one trip, you ask them how many dates they going on. They got no nothing to say. Well, I'm dealing with this guy and stuff like that. And even in my own life story, I've had women. Uh, there was a woman that uh, that had kids. That I was planning on going to date with one time before I met my wife, and she was a nurse, and I, I wasn't a nurse at the time. I was thinking I was just like a, a, a tech there, and she was just being just really rude, rude and stuff. We didn't even get to the date. She basically wanted me to raid a restaurant like forty-five minutes from my house, like two hours, while she found babysitters for her kids. I said no, and years later, after I got married, my wife, one of her friends came up to me and said, "Yeah, you know." Uh, uh, J- uh, Jasmine, she, uh, she, she's still talking about like, wow, I could have been with him. He's married now. He's got a house. So all this stuff that we hear that ain't true and all this stuff, I'm telling you, it's all true. And, um, and hearing a lot of women and what they want it, it, while I'm just talking to work, we're just kind of just talking. Um, they, 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 they just want it all. They want, you know, I, I'll talk to women online and they'll say, uh, you know, oh, uh, they want, you know, take turns leading. There's no such thing. You don't take turns leading. And, you know, uh, the whole, like, as far as leading, it ain't just you leading one thing. You're leading the whole, you're leading the whole thing. You're not leading one part of the relationship. And you take, you lead this and I lead that and all that stuff. That's not how it works. And a lot, there's a lot of theoretical conversations happening online about how the world should work and what men should value and all this stuff. And, in a perfect world, we should both take turns leading, but that's not how reality is. Regardless if the man's leading or the woman's leading, there's no such thing as taking turns leading in a relationship, especially in a marriage. But when you but in it, but when you come to them with the experience and then just kind of like trying to have a conversation, they don't want to listen. So all this falsehood about you know women. My thing is this: women always have been talking a lot about their education, how you know, and if a man comes in, it's kind of like doesn't agree with talk points. Oh, y'all ain't as educated as us. You just, you ain't, you ain't get as educated as me. But what do you do with a man that's as educated than you or more, who makes more than you? What if he agrees like me? Well, then you, I, it's funny, huh? No, no, keep on going orange pill. I have something to say after you. Go ahead, go ahead. Okay. Um, there was a conversation. It's funny. I was on this podcast and I was talking about how, you know, we were talking about submission and I was talking about, well, I protect and provide for my wife. I, I'm, I'm, I am providing, you know, the home and she, she works like maybe three days a week, 
but you know, I'm a protector. I provide, I make sure she's financially okay, you know, and then in service for that, she takes care of home, she takes care of me. And then, you know, one woman came on and said, first of all, she asked me like four questions in one in one sentence. I don't even know how she, I don't think she realized that, but she was saying, well, well, other than protecting and providing, because money is fickle and, and that's the bare minimum. What else are you doing? So it's very interesting that money's fickle. Our, black man's money's fickle and it's, and it's the bare minimum. But the, it's funny, the next podcast, when they're, they're all talking about women need to have all multiple resources and money. And we, we're actually about to start earning men and, you know, Goldman Sachs and stuff. So William, it's so funny is how that ain't fickle and that's not subpar and all that stuff. And I, apparently I need to bring more, but when y'all talk about in your own conversations around each other, you're talking about, all you're talking about is your money and how you need to make more. So it's very interesting. So it, it's so much that just doesn't make sense. Mr. Orange Pill, and, and if the ladies don't mind, you know, um, what- uh, Go, go uh, ahead really quickly and then that. I wanna jump in there. Okay, so what you're, what you're noticing is the, the, the schizophrenia in women when it comes to power versus hypergamy. Because they're making 60, 70, 80 grand a year, maybe maybe early six figures, 110 or something, 105 or something like that. They want the power position, but yet they also want to practice hypergamy. This is one of the biggest issues we, we're having, quite frankly, in overall society. This is not exclusive to black women, although they are the loudest about it, right? Which is because I'm stable-ish, and like you said, because I might live with my parents or live with a sibling or something like that, it affords me to be able to do certain things, but I still want to be a somewhat kept woman but then I still want to have power. And that's why whenever you speak to them, they sound schizophrenic. It's because they actually want both. They, in other words, and shout out to um, the nameless protagonist, they want a hive model. They want to be queen bee. You work and you bring whatever to them. You make more than them, but you act like you don't. You, 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 you submit to her, even though you might be in the power position. And then if you're not in the power position, then you really bow to her, right? So like, that's what we're seeing and that actually speaks to the topic at hand with this 40 year, you know, black men ain't ish thing, which is as women ascend up the ranks, you know, some of them are actually doing pretty well compared to their male counterparts. You're going to see more of this and it's going to actually make them unhappy more than it will make us unhappy, which is, you know, fascinating. But I'll pause right there. Go ahead. Let me also say really quickly, um, I want to, we're, we're actually going to start the process to wrap it up, but I wanted to say this to Orange Pill's last comment. Um, it's interesting that the young lady highlighted that, you know, to, uh, the, the money that a man brings into the relationship and how it is not of high value or whatever, whatever, but didn't highlight when you said protection. Um, you are protection is literally you being willing to lay down your life for your family. What more like that's the ultimate sacrifice. You can't, you know, pay for that. There's nothing that will top that. So to but not he's just a man though, that's his job. <laughs> yeah, of course. But to not highlight, wow, a man that is going to protect his wife, like literally protect his wife with his life. What more? That's the highest um, form of, you know, showing love, in my opinion, um, to someone is being able to, being willing to, you know, um, lay down your life for them or, or um, sacrifice your life for them, excuse me. So, but for her not to highlight that, but to minimize your, um, you providing and how of, of low value that is, but not speak to the uh, fact that you are talking about protection, which is um, invaluable. So I want to respond to what um, you said, Rose. I'm yeah, just, go ahead. Just, go ahead. Sorry. Um, 
So there's a there's a method to why they don't, you know, they 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 even if you bring what they 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 they, they always complain about, they want to keep having something over you, or at least trying to look like they have something over you, so they can never have anything to complain about. So I hear a lot of people online, even men, say. You guys are all complaining about the women. You need to focus on yourself, make yourself better, man. Then the, then the women will come to you and all that stuff. And that can be true. But my thing is this. What are they doing with the what are, what are What are not not all black women? What are the black women that are complaining? What are they doing with the women that that are on that level? The black men that are on that level. What are they doing with them right now? Because they, them. Because I'm too, exactly. So this thing like, well, once y'all get to this certain level, then we're going to respect you. We're going to be feminine. All the submission y'all want, it's going to just all just come out of the works. No, it's not. It's not coming out now for the most part. And my thing is that, you know, like I said, they want to have something over here. Well, you, you ain't like, you know, they were telling me because I, I was quoting the Bible as far as, you know, the submission, Ephesians 5, 21 through 33. And they was like, well, are you in a Christian marriage? Now I got to be in a Christian marriage. And, but a lot of their rules, are only their self rules, because you ask them, well, where does that idea come from? Where is it that both people got to lead? And all the, if they could just be honest and just say, because I said so, instead of saying, well, the society, but that, no, ain't no society, that's you. No, society tells us that, and, you know, society, and, and who's this, 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 this dark entity of society? White men. Well, society, yeah, white men are them. So it's like, well, society says, you know, you know, eagle, eagle, whatever, equal, egalitarian relationships, all these made up stuff. But my stuff is anecdotal. And a lot of stuff they just kind of make up terms for, make up words, and and trying to change the definition of words that drives me nuts too. You know, changing what a leader is, and then try to put leader and dictator in the same definition, submission and subservient in the same definition. So, well, submissive doesn't that mean she's below you? And like, I mean, like little things, and then like little slick things. Like I have conversations, like, oh, well, you. You provide, I guess you provide your wife some relief. Why do you got to say some? Like always some type of to shame. To belittle your role. It's, it, that's, that's what I was saying earlier with the power thing. It's, <laughs> it's to belittle your role. And so to, to see Rose, I, sister, I wasn't, I was trying to be sarcastic when I said, but he's a man and that's his job. It reminds me of the, and I'm, I'm about to play in like 20 seconds. Oh, yeah. The video that um, MTR put out where the sister was saying, you know, um, you are dispensable. And she tried to use praying mantis as an example and the lines and the lioness as an example. And but that's that's we're dealing with a new level of like contempt. That's what I was speaking about earlier for men, black men specifically. So of course she's gonna continue to play down your role, orange print, because that's 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 kind of part of the whole feminine agenda right now is to play down the masculine role and men's role in, in relationship, you know, and I'll pause right there. Thank you. Thank you. So we are actually going to start the process to wrap it up. So we'll go ahead and have final comments so we can go ahead and wrap it up. And we will start with um, we haven't heard from Rogish in a minute. Rogish, what are your final thoughts? I have a thank you for the hospitality as always. Thanks, everybody on the panel for the sharpening. Um, when it comes to the black men and shit 40 years later, the start of it didn't come from black women. It was something that they accepted when it was presented to them. It, black men, wasn't, black men ain't shit didn't start in a, a relationship context. It was a context of the value of the individual, period. So let's say that after all this time, there, there's been further detriment, um, but also a purposeful avoidance of noticing that there's been an evolution as well. 
You know what I'm saying? The, your pookie of yesteryear ain't your pookies of the day. You know what I'm saying? Same thing with your Ray Rays, your thugs, or whoever the fuck it is, right? And though they aren't the only ones who dwell in the ain't shit realm, because you also got so-called select cats, some of you high-value motherfuckers, that like to think that y'all can go around pumping and dumping, simply, you know, trying to flex a little bit of your white personhood, the same as these black women trying to flex their white personhood. You know what I'm saying? There, there's, there's no difference in it. It's just the pot calling the kettle black and not understanding overall what the goal is supposed to be or, you know what I'm saying, what, what the restoration is. But that being said, thank y'all. Y'all take care of yourself. Um, thank you, Roguish. Absolutely. Um, Mr. I'm just asking, what are your final thoughts? Thank you, ladies. Uh, great show. Um, I want to go off and wish everyone a great evening uh, to the rest of the men on the panel. Um, before I go, I do want to go off and uh, share this piece of knowledge. We started, like I said, beginning, we started kind of on point, but not so much on point with our grandparents and even our great grandparents. There was a few pieces of the blueprint that they had that can be implemented in today's society and even tweeting. Um, I really feel that um, both men and women just wants to see the best parts of life. And for the lateral 50 years on to now, going and doing our own separate things within our community, it's not working. We got to get back together. The uh, Black family has always been the nucleus, the end-all, be-all within our community is what made us uh, Black Wall Streets and 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 having uh top tier education between both men and women in in our families and so we need to get back to that how hey uh just a little bit of knowledge from uh one person over here and one person over there but we need to collectively come together that's the only thing i have to say love peace and power to all y'all and have a good evening thank you thank you Absolutely. For joining us. Definitely come back and chop it up with us. Enjoyed having you on the panel as well as Rogish. Rogish was up here dropping knowledge as he always does. But we would love to have you back. Uh, come back and join us in the future. And thank you for your contribution. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, next, we'll have Orange Pill. What are your final thoughts? Uh. Hello. Uh, my final thoughts are this, and it's kind of more of a numbers I want to kind of give out and just try to ask the ladies who are listening to the question. Um, so the average black woman, two thirds of all student loan debt is, is by women. And most of that debt is from black women and black women on average owe almost $40,000 in student loan debt. And it actually increases by 15% within the next five years. And all Black women, especially some of my colleagues, all they're doing is just deferring loans, deferring loans, and then just, okay, and they'll, they'll literally tell me, hey, I'm just going to keep going to school so I don't have to keep paying that debt while also increasing it $75,000 to $100,000 with no, with saying I ain't paying back nothing. And then at the same time, a lot of them, the credit scores are dropping, they can't buy a home, they can't rent, 
They got to has always have somebody co-sign it. They're traveling uh, while still living at home, constantly traveling, traveling, going the next trip. You ask them if they paid off any student loan debt of, or any type of debt. They'd be like, no. And then also at the same time, you on average, you guys make about thirty dollars to $40,000 a year. You cannot do it by yourself. Even if you have something that's making $60,000, you can't do it by yourself and you need help. So how are you getting through life like this? How does this make any sense? Education, you don't have to be intellectually equal to your other person. That's not how marriage works. We don't have to have stimulated intellectual conversations. I've heard that too much. I'm like, well, I need an educated man so we can be stimulated and have an intellectual conversation. I don't have time to have an intellectual conversation. We got to get stuff going. We got to get family stuff. We got to get all that. None of that. You need an education and be intellectually equal to somebody. And men, the educated men are decreasing and white men most. So it's not like men are going to Fact. go back to school. You know, men are not going to go back to school because you want you want them to be intellectually equal. Not that that'll get your cooperation anyway, which we know that's that's not going to happen. So you got to start. You got to start trying something different because what you're doing isn't working because you're not dating. You're just traveling. You're doing more traveling than dating. Or talking to other men. So that's all I got. Check the backtrack, Orange Pill. Okay. Well, Orange Pill, um, is this your first time coming up to talk with us? Uh, yes, it is actually. Um, okay. I, I guess I, I like to give the perspective from the like I I I don't want to. I like to give perspective from like the you know young married just 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 help advice. I don't want to give anything where like you know I'm just talking bad like from from men as well. So I don't want like you say. So I give perspective from the married slash educated man because a lot of women say, "Oh, I'm an educated man. I want to be intellectually equal and all this stuff." And we gotta be on the same mindset and all this stuff. So I'm here to just kind of cancel all that out and what they think we we should want. We educated men need to look for educated women and all this stuff. No. Okay. So. Well, but, we definitely enjoyed your perspective, and hopefully, you'll join us again. Um, brought something good. Thank you. I'm gonna leave my uh, email in the back chat. I don't want. I don't. Well, I, if you drop me out with that, take me out. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can still type in the back chat. Okay. All, All right. right. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I appreciate for letting me talk. Thank you, fellas, ladies. Thank you. No problem. Definitely Thank appreciated you. you. Thank you. No problem. Okay, um, Mr. Z. What are your final thoughts? Once again, thank you for having me up, ladies. Great topic as always. The 40 years of niggas ain't ish. <laughs> okay, so like, um, you know, Orange Pill left a lot um, to, to, to munch on, right? Like, you know, this, think about what he's saying. You have solidly middle, stable, stable women who, because they make a bit more than most and they're not playing the numbers game, right? They're driving themselves further in debt because they re refuse to pay off their student loan debt. They're traveling while living at home with their peoples, you know, and then looking for like Superman to save them while having contempt for those same men. While also saying that these men need to be intellectually stimulating as if these women are up on the current events. I guarantee you, because Mr. Z used to date them, they don't know nothing about what's going on on this planet. I'm telling y'all, nothing, okay? I have not dated, since I've been like 22, I have not dated a woman that's not college educated. Not one. Every single woman I've dated since I was 22, 23 has been college educated. And world events, um, anything about science, astronomy, they don't, they don't know as much as me. And I'm a community college dropout. 
So this intellectual, that that's some white feminine BS that even white women don't actually believe in, mm. right? There are a lot of sisters, and this is going to the um, black men ain't niche. A lot of sisters are like regurgitating white tropes, sex in the city tropes, all these Ally McBeal mm. 90s, early Ooh. aughts, white women tropes. And that, that shit don't apply to them in their life. In real, like real life, they can't go in depth with you on none of this stuff. None of it. And it's not because they're dumb. It's because they're not interested. But they're speaking as if these things are... No, they're, what they're really interested in is all, all the tropes that we say about reality TV shows, who who's doing what with who in Hollywood, um, how much money Beyonce spent on Jay-Z for his birthday, or how much money Jay-Z spent on Beyonce for her birthday. That's what they're really interested in. Right? Makeup tutorials. like, And I hate to go down that road. I hate saying that but really and you could click on any one of these sisters thumbnails on youtube if if she didn't block off her history you'll see all the people she subscribed to she's not subscribed to b um well <laughs> she's not subscribed to bbc <laughs> she's not subscribed to um right msnbc or fox or cnn she's not subscribed to sky news she's not subscribed to al jazeera none of that rt well rt doesn't exist anymore because you know us and russia but none of it vice news any the hipster news stuff none of it they don't know what's going on. So this intellectual stimulating 40 years of niggas ain't ish. They're just finding interesting ways of saying that and, and, and attempting to believe that more and more. But in actuality, they don't have much to back that up with, except for like who who in Hollywood did with, with who and who cheated on who and who's not with a black woman. And whatever um, childhood trauma they dealing with because the nigga they liked in middle school ignored their ass. And it might not have even been a black boy that ignored them. It might have been a white dude, right? So, I mean, once again, thank you for having me up, ladies. Um, 40 years of Ain't Gonna Cry, 40 years of Color Purple, 40 mm. years of X Factor, 40 years of I'm Not Your Superwoman, mm. um, you know, 40 years of, of, of what else? Um, Waiting to Excel, um, oh, all of that, dang. you know, 40 years of all of that and you know, we we could have an honest conversation with black women about um, kind of where we are with this particular form of capitalism, how it's ripping up family. We could have a real conversation about, you know, some of the, the tropes they've adopted from white feminists, um, some of the tropes they've adopted from white um, elite corporate people that's telling them what a relationship should be. Um, we can have a conversation about that, but then you would have to be honest about how you yourself internalize the current racist um, systems that actually screw you over in the long run. And that sounds too much like accountability, right? It sounds too much like accountability to be like, this 40 year niggas ain't shit. How does it actually look for black women? Because about 15% of y'all are doing I-I-ish. About 15% of y'all are the nurses that Orange Pill was, was talking about, or the professors, you know? About 15% of y'all, maybe 20 if we're being nice and generous. But not more than that. That's why Goldman Sachs is giving that $10 billion. That's why, because if y'all were doing that well, they wouldn't have to, right? And they don't have to now. They're really just practicing, like I said, um, the, the confessions of an economic hitman. But is that gonna affect the vast majority of black women? Hell no, they're gonna tell y'all, like I said before, to live vicariously through the women that make it with that $10 billion and that become um, a vice president or become Supreme Court judge or become Oprah, that's it. 
I'll end with that. 40 years of niggas ain't shit really hasn't produced much of anything for black women except a handful of people for that for racist white societies show the world, look, yeah, we have this white empire, but we can't be that racist because we got Kentonji Brown, Obama, and Oprah and 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 um mm-hmm. Kamala Harris. Right. So that's what it's about. Ugh, not looking good. Anyway, thank you, ladies. Thank you, Mr. Z. Um, definitely, definitely appreciate you coming through. For sure. As always. 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 Um, shout out to the Orange Pill nurse. Are you an Orange Pill? Are y'all like, is that a thing? I don't know. Um, she no, says, that's, that's uh, Orange Pill. Oh, I thought, duh. Yeah, I always thought it was a woman. <laughs> I'm sorry. Because it was like, sorry, sorry. Okay, um, shout out to you. Thank you so much. He says, um, the white women nurses are marrying blue collar firefighters, deer hunters, mechanics, police officers, military, and happy. Um, thank you so much for that. I, I always thought it was a woman. I am so sorry. <laughs> Never heard him talk. You know, I'm just saying like by the name, I always thought it was a woman. Um, Andrew, what are your final thoughts? Hey, great show. Great conversation. It was a good one. Probably one of the best one you guys had. Great panel. Um, and to want to talk about what the, the brother, uh, Mr. I'm just asking, uh, Mrs. Z and Owens Peel killed it. They, they said a lot of things that, as far as we need to be said, as far as when Mr. Um, M asks, do we want the black community to come together and thrive? And do we see it happening? Me, really, I don't see it happening. It would be nice. But I have a saying, I want everybody to be where they naturally are. I think black men, don't see the volume of black women like that because they don't give us much to see. I think black women are too far gone from black men as far as their energy. It's the simple things, the tattoos on the faces, the piercings on the on the private parts, the, the long six-inch satanic nails. All that has nothing to do with getting with a man and raising kids. Um, the OnlyFans life, I'm in the DMV, now we got the glory hole spots popping, chicks going off random places to have sex with random men. They living like the white girls that you, you would think the white people went in there, but now it's, it's going down all over. So at the girls' trips, perpetually single, perpetually five times, baby mother's over. I don't see black women are willing to give their life up. They, they, they're not willing to give that up to be what they need to be, to be an option to be under the direction of a black man. So me personally i don't see it it's not possible at all but like i said good show and i'll catch you on the next one okay okay the glory hole stuff took threw me off a bit but i'm, oh, I'm here um, <laughs> what do you say to that what do you say to that i i, I don't even have anything i don't, I don't right. have no words thank you andrew <laughs> andrew um Black Wizard, what are your final thoughts? Uh, you saved me for life. You want to be last? Uh, uh, I'm going to end on what I came up here to say in the first place. Um, uh, so strap in. Uh, but but um, I think uh, this, you know, niggas ain't shit narrative. At the first, I think it goes both ways. Uh, um, I don't think a lot, you hear a lot of men say that women ain't shit, but like, uh, it, like what we were talking about before with the pump and dump culture and, um, and a lot of the ways, um, and a lot of ways that you can kind of like, I don't know, there's like an undertone of it now. Um, but of course, you know, 
it's been pervasive in the culture against men for a long time. And I'm just going to say, I think, I think that is hurtful. I think it's hurtful when you hear people say that because it's not just like some ethereal thing, like with the men ain't building thing. When guys were hearing niggas ain't shit, they were hearing their mom say it. They were hearing their sister say it. They were hearing their cousins say it. They were hearing people in their family say that stuff. And that runs deep. Uh, it run, it runs deep to the fact to the to the fact that you know when you uh, like a lot of guys grow up without their father in the home, and you got your mom ragging on you because you look like him, or you know you you got you know your sisters talking about niggas ain't shit, and you got you know, all the women in your immediate family in a circle just dogging. I think I think that runs deep, and I think it's very painful. And people don't like to be around things that make them feel pain. People don't like that. Uh, you won't hear a lot of in the space talk about, well, that hurt me <laughs> and and I'm out because you hurt me. But that's really what it boils down to. It, like nobody wants to be around people who say things that you know are hurtful. Um, when when Kevin was alive and everything to to that, but when Kevin Samuels was still alive, he's on her show. Is I said one of the me? things I had an issue with with the oh, high value thing. Went out for a second. Oh, sorry. Am I good now? Yes. Okay. I said. Um, one of the one of the things I sent in a super chat to Kevin Samuels while he was on your show was that I think a lot of guys will see this high value man thing and they'll equate their value to how much they can contribute to society to society. So they're gonna I thought they would start seeing their human worth as how they can provide for women and provide for other people. But your human worth isn't measurable. So when when even that's why I don't subscribe to this you, this niggas ain't shit on any level because your actual human worth as a person is immeasurable. Now you can you know people can get stuck in 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 cycles that kind of have them like you know really stuck in their traumas and be like you know. I don't want I, I don't feel like I'm worth anything, so I'm just not going to contribute. But I think that person just needs help. I don't think they need to be dogged on. Um, and I think that's what our culture is missing. Mm -hmm. Our culture is so focused on dogging on people and labeling people as trash that everybody wants out. And I don't blame them. I, <laughs> I, do, I do not blame them. Because I remember when I was uh, younger, and everybody was talking about you ain't black, and you were you and and all that shit. So I, I remember that stuff, and I remember how I felt with that. So it's no wonder that there's you know black women empowerment groups and uh, save yourself black woman, save yourself black man, passport bros. It's no wonder because we don't have a culture that supports each other, and until we do, it's going to just be this way. The end is coming as long as, as long as we as long as we continue to hold this idea this uh, these ideologies that continue to dog on each other and don't see each other as human beings. That's all I wanted to say. 
Wow, Black Wizard. Um, that was powerful, very mm -hmm. profound. And you made some excellent points. Um, dang, I have, I'm going to have to change up my, my, my closing comments. Um, I'm glad you came up. Um, thank you for saying that. It, it makes perfect sense to me. Um, and um, that was a word. So thank you. Yeah. Um, I think something that we didn't cover in the discussion was about like how that negatively impacts, especially like interpersonal relationships. So I'm glad you, you brought that up because we, you know, I, I don't think, well, I don't know, Concrete, you, you did grow up in a big family. My family wasn't really that big, but my, the women in my family really didn't talk about men um, on a consistent basis in the, to say that they weren't shit. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't get, I didn't get that from my household, but I did hear, you know what I mean? So I, I think yeah. you brought up a good um, point with that. It wasn't something I regularly heard from my, my, the women in my family. Majority of the women in my family were homemakers and very much push marriage and family like a lot. So, um, I didn't hear that a lot. Uh, I've heard it a time or two in my family, but I heard it mostly from external sources. Yeah. But I thought he brought up a really good, um, it was a really good point to bring up the interpersonal relationships and how that plays out because that is a form of abuse too. Um, especially when you're talking to your children and you know, we, the programming is real and you know, certain programmings hurt. So I, I think that was really good. Thank you, Black Wizard. No problem. I'll see y'all later. All right. Definitely. Concrete girl, that was one for the book, Sunny. I, I it was, was a good show. It was. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, some solid points. Dang, it was some solid points made throughout the show. Um, I had my my final thoughts kind of mapped out a little bit, and I changed them because <laughs> of Black Wizard. Um, he talked about something that was re seriously really real. How quick we are to throw away one another. How quick we are to um, essentially uh, relegate someone as as um, unworthy, undeserving, uh, you know, trash essentially. And how people go through ups and downs. Like people grow at different rates. People fall on hard times. People are fighting battles that some of us may never understand. And I am an extremely optimistic person because of the space. I try to apply logic and more often than not. Um, but my default is just my compassion and um, my optimism. And, you know, I say all that to say, I personally don't believe in relegating people to trash or garbage. Um, I typically see the good in people. Well, that could be good or bad, depending upon your, your how you look at it. But um, he said something that was just real deep, and that is something to consider. And especially when he talks about your human worth, like there, people are assessed on their looks, mm -hmm. on this, on how successful they are, on their career, on this and that. But your human worth is not something that other people get to dictate, and that's something to keep in mind. Um, aside from that, I do think that we need to work harder at not 
falling for these white supremacist talking points and not simply um, believing the worst about one another and promoting these um, narratives about how awful we are, um, that hurts both parties. Whether we realize it or not, that's a reflection on black women. You, you, you the mama, you raised Thanks. them. That's my countryside coming out. You raised them, you know, what does that say about you? And it's also a reflection on black men when they talk about how awful black women are. Um, we need to do better as a group, baby. Y'all got me on my conscious woman soapbox, mm, right? Yeah. And this ain't even where I was going. Um, and I'll just leave it there. Um, well, baby, that was a word and it's true. Um, I really enjoyed the show today. I really did. I thought it was some good stuff to come out of this conversation. It was very productive and shout out to everybody who came through on the panel and contributed. Um, thank y'all so much. Cause it, it was really a good conversation. I, um, um, I, I thought it was dope. I thought it was dope. Good build. Me too. I'm glad we, we went with this topic. This was a good one. Thank you, girl. Mm, mm. Um, well, shout out to y'all. We got some things coming down the pipeline. Please stay tuned. If you did not hit the like button, hit the damn like button. Just hit it. Please. And thank you. Um, yeah. I don't have anything else. Shout out to everybody who came through. Shout out to everybody who super chatted okay. us. Shout out to everybody who rocks with us. We definitely, definitely, definitely um, appreciate you guys' support. Um, so shout out to y'all. Um, we'll be back here on Wednesday. Um, and we'll wish, wish Curlin a happy birthday. Pray for my wallet and um my sanity break the bank bro carlin break the bank shout out to jtc he says very pro-black indeed honey you know she was coming you know she was I, coming. listen she be waiting to make an appearance baby you don't gotta do you can whisper her name she coming she coming <laughs> all right y'all well we will see you guys back here on wednesday have a great uh Tuesday. <laughs> we'll see y'all Wednesday. Peace.